All right, good evening. Um, we're going to learn tonight before Pesach. The mimer that we're learning tonight is from the Kutu Torah. On Daf Yud Aleph, Ahmed Beis, in Pasha Stav. Lahavin Masha Kasev Ba'agada Matzazu Sha'anu Oichlim Al Shema. This mimer was said in the year Tavkuf Samachay. So it's 201 years ago since the mimer was said. In the year 1805. Um, it's really the fundamentals of, of Pesach, the fundamentals of Yantif Bechlau and of Pesach in particularly. And um, it's a really a fascinating mimer. So let's, let's learn. To understand. To understand this that it says in the Yagodah, Pesach. We say, This matzah that we eat, Al Shema, is is for what? Why do we eat matzah? Al Shema, it's for what reason do we eat the matzah? And the answer is given in the Yagodah, because our the, the 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 dough of our of our forefathers didn't uh, have time enough, didn't linger long enough for it to become leavened, to rise, and kigarshu. And the reason was because kigarshu mitzrayim is because they were driven out with such a haste out of Egypt that no time to rise, and therefore the gam ahead, and they also didn't take along any other provisions, and therefore um, uh, it is for that reason that we eat the matzah. The mashma, so it seems to imply, we're reading this, why do we eat the matzah? It's because of the haste, because it had no time to rise, it was such a rush, and therefore uh, they, they, um, they didn't eat the, the, um, they ate the matzah. The mashma, so it seems to imply, if they wouldn't have been uh, driven out of Egypt, the hispik lahachnitz, and it would have had enough time to rise, then they would have eaten chametz. It seems to be a technical thing. It just happened to be a happening. They rushed out of Egypt, and therefore, then that's why they ate the matzah. That's what we say in our God. That's the reason we eat the matzah, because of the rush. They were also eating it during the time of the... Oh, so that's the question, he says. They were already commanded earlier <laughs> to eat matzah. God had commanded them. They were already commanded in the tenth day of this day. On the tenth day, Hashem told them that when Pesach comes, that when you, you, you offer the, the Pesach sacrifice... Then they should eat it al matzah That they should eat it with matzah. So they were commanded already to eat matzah. So how can we say that the whole thing of eating matzah is only because they rushed out of Egypt and it happened that the, when there was a specific commandment that they should eat the matzah? They were commanded al matzah that they should eat the carbon pesach, the pesach sacrifice, with matzah and mar. That's the way it needs to be. And more than that. The Gam Ladoiroyis and also for future generations, Nistavu, they were already commanded earlier. When Moshe spoke to them earlier, he told them already that Nistavu Shivas Yamim Soir that leaven should not be found in your in your in your homes, and all your dwellings, you should eat matzah. So then so why does it seem to be that it's only based on the rush out of Egypt? the Pasik Atma and the Pasik itself we need to understand. Now, that is a, besides on the Agadah Shal Pesach, which we need to understand, 
how could he say that the reason why we don't eat um, we eat we we, we, don't, we eat matzah and we don't eat chametz is because only of the uh, happened to be that they rushed out of Egypt and they didn't have time to rise. That was one question. It's on the God, but actually on the on the verse itself in the pasuk, if we look in the chumash itself, it seems a little problematic because the commandment um, it's it's clear that the commandment to eat matzah and not to eat chametz is a zecher, the commemoration, the way we remember, the way we commemorate the going out of Egypt. We commemorate the historical event of going out of Egypt, and we bear keep in our minds that event. Um, and for whatever reason, it, 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 Hashem chose that the method of that commemoration should be by eating the same bread or similar to that, to that, to that going out. If that's the case, why did the, why the distinction, why the differentiation? That the first year of the commandment that they originally had not to eat chametz and to eat matzah was only for one day. That was the commandment. The Gemara says that the first year, Pesach Mitzrayim, the chametz, the Isr chametz was only noid. The prohibition of having chametz was only for the first day Pesach. The rest of the seven days, there was no prohibition. They were allowed to eat chametz. However, the commandment that Hashem tells them about future generations, Later on, especially when Hashem is going to bring you into the land and so forth, then it says, seven days you should eat mat. So if the whole eating of mat is a commemoration of the first year, we would think it should be similar to the first year. Why in the first year was there only an Isra Ma a Chomet and in the in the mitzvah to eat matzah only for the first day? But like Pesach Mitzrayim, Pesach Mitzrayim, how Pesach Mitzrayim, the Isra of Chomets. The prohibition of eating chametz is only noyig is only um, relevant only one day. And, and that is why, because it was only, and that explains why the pasuk says. What is the pasuk saying? The verse says that that um, um, the Jews didn't eat matzah. Why did they eat chametz? The verse, the pasuk says. Uh, the reason they ate matzah was because kigarshim and mitzrayim they were they were rushed out of mitzrayim. But lo yachlus mamea didn't have time to rise. So the question is, what do you mean lo yachlus mamea? How can they even how can how can how can even one think that they would eat chametz? They're not allowed to eat chametz. The seven days pesach. Why is the verse telling us? It seems like really they would have been preparing to make bread, but didn't have time, so they rushed out. So it, 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 they had to bake it quickly. They had no time to let it rise. They threw it into the oven. For the simple reason, they threw it into the oven quickly because they had no time. They, they made the dough, they right away threw it in, they ran. So as it was, it was a mass, which would seem to imply that they could have. But how could they? Isn't there a commandment? So the Gemara says that what? No, because that year the commandment of eating was only the, only then, only the first day. I didn't understand this because it's still the first day. That was the first day. That was the day of Yitzias Mitzrayim. According to every opinion, the first, I mean, according to the, definitely the first day there was an Isra Chametz. So. Even when they went out, when I went, they went out in the morning. So it was on the first day of Pesach. So that's just a, a question that I that I that I, that I had, which I don't understand what what. I, but the truth is, I, did, I didn't really re- research it. I got to what the point. But the main point is just one thing: the definitely that the Isser chametz, the, the prohibition of having chametz and the mitzvah of eating matzah was only for one day. And that is the reason why it makes sense that that, that since they were be'etzim allowed, was essentially they were allowed to eat chametz. Why didn't they eat chametz? Why did they have matzah? Because they rushed. The layachlus and that's why it was it was a happening. It was it was a technical thing. Kigarsh pesach, and that's why they ate matzah the rest of pesach. and that is what the mizrahi commentator on the on Rashi, uh, Rabbi Yom Mizrahi, 
right, to answer this question. You know, is it, how can, how can the verse say it's because they rushed out? He says because that year the prohibition was only for one day, and therefore the rest of Pesach they could have eaten chametz. They didn't eat chametz because they didn't have time to become chametz. And that was it, because of the haste. So, nevertheless, the, the commandment for the generations is seven days. And this is a memory commemoration of Yisrael, which means like this. He's really answering the question like this. This that we say in the Agad, why are we eating matzah? We're eating because they rushed out. And he asked the question, what do you mean why are we eating matzah? We're eating matzah because they were already commanded then to eat matzah. <laughs> if the whole purpose of eating matzah is only because to commemorate the haste, then why was the first generation commanded even before the whole haste? Erev Pesach, or ten, five days before when Hashem commanded them, Moshe and Mitzrayim, he told them to eat matzah. How can you say it's because of age? The answer is simple. Yes, it's true they were commanded to eat matzah, but they were only commanded to eat matzah for one day. And if we would be commemorating that, then our mitzvah of eating matzah would have also only been a one-day mitzvah. The question we're asking in the Agad, the matzah zusha anu oichlin, our matzah that we eat for seven days. I'll show Ma, why are we eating matzah for seven days? Not, not just a matzah for one day, but we're eating matzah for seven days. Why are we eating matzah? That is because because they rushed out. Because really, if we would have just been going according to the, to, the, to the essential mitzvah, the essential mitzvah, as it was originally, was only a one day. So now we can answer that question. That God that makes sense. I mean, it, it fits. We're, we're eating. Our mitzvah of matzah for eight days, or for seven days. What is that all about? That's because they rushed out of Egypt. So technically, we can answer the question. The Alter Rebbe here in, in this mimer is not, is not really coming to explain technicalities of it, according to Pshat. His main thing, what he wants over here, is to explain the deeper significance of matzah and why their mitzvah of matzah was only one day and our mitzvah of matzah. So, it, two things he's going to explain. First of all, why is their mitzvah of matzah one day? Number one. Secondly, even though their mitzvah was only one day, it so happened that they didn't eat chametz for seven days because of the haste. Not because they were commanded, because of the hate. By us, there is direct commandment for seven days. So that needs to be understood. In other words, them and us, both of us, don't eat, don't eat chametz and eat matzah for seven days. But by them it wasn't a commandment. By them it was only a commandment for the first day, and the rest of Pesach it just was a, a something that just transpired because of the rush. By us, it's a commandment for seven days. So that needs to be be understood. Now, again, technically, you, I mean, I'll be proud, you can explain it. Because after the event, Hashem extended the mitzvah and said you should eat it for seven days because this is the way it would be similar to what happened over there. But at least from a deeper perspective, we are, everything in Torah is so accurate. We have to understand the fact that their matzah was rishus, was, was, um, they didn't have to eat the matzah for them. And we do. Now, the truth is we don't have to eat matzah for seven days. We, we're not allowed to eat chametz for seven days. The mitzvah of eating matzah, even for us, is only the first night Pesach. If a person wants to eat potatoes and then and, 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 and cheese and, 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 and fruit and vegetables, you can get along the whole Pesach without it. If you want to eat sudas yantif and you want to wash, because it's a mitzvah to wash and yantif, then you can't wash and you need bread. You can't eat chametz and then you have to have matzah. But really the mitzvah is only the first night for us in Gaulus, two nights. 
because two nights have the the first two nights have the halach of the first night because of the because of the because of the, the question. But 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 this needs to be understood exactly. Why is it that by us the Isra, at least the prohibition against chametz is a seven day prohibition? Over there the prohibition was only one day, but nevertheless they had no chametz because of the because of the events that happened. So let's understand the inner workings. The, the inner words on this. Yes. <laughs> They were commanded a few days earlier, and they were told when they Pesach by night. They were told they should offer the sacrifice to carbon Pesach on Erev Pesach. That's when they did the carbon Pesach, and that that night, the night of Pesach, they were told to eat the carbon Pesach. They should eat it all prepared. They should have their their shoes on, their sticks in their hand, their 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 their, their loins girdled, and they're ready. They're out. They're ready to go. Yeah, they're, Right? And, and, and it says that when they eat the carbon Pesach, oh no, it says over there they should eat it, they should eat it with matzah. So like we eat matzah, Pesach, mm-hmm. they, they were already commanded before the whole rush. So if you commanded before, it means that it's not because you say it's not because it's not But we today, who have seven days, why are we commanded for seven days in our matzah? That's because they were loyhispic. Because by them, because or else, if it would only be because of the original commandment, it should have only been one night. The fact that it's seven days is commemorating the event that happened that it took seven, that they didn't have Chametz for seven days. Okay. So now let's read inside, really get into the... the to understand a little bit the concept, the idea of eating Matzah. We first need a preface. We first have to understand the idea of Moadim Lesimcha. Which means that we have Chagim and Moadim, we have holidays, and the point of the, the main, one of the main things about a Yontif is it's a time of joy. It's a time of festivities. It's called a festival. Mayabdim Lusimcha, a time of joy. We even say it in Davini. Hashem gave us Moadim Lusimcha, meaning Moadim Lusimcha. That's its point. It's, it's, it's to celebrate, to rejoice. Sheikara Moadim, the main thing of the Mayad, of the Yontif, Ubchinas. Asimcha is the joy that comes along. That it says, You should rejoice in your holiday, even though mainly it's primarily talking about sukkahs, but really it refers to all the yamatayim. Now, why is there a mitzvah of joy of yantiv? So it's not only God is commanding us to be happy, it's because there's an energy of joy. Because that's a time that's conducive for joy. Why? Simply, that is the time of the revelation of the of the of the of the of that of that of 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 that level called moichen de ema, the 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 intellectual energy. The moichen means moichen doesn't necessarily mean necessarily always only intellect. It means there is a transmission of mother energy, ema, the transmission of ema. Hainu masha um, Now, what does that mean? Just in short, um, that means that there is in the in kabbalistically speaking. There is a level in God, a very high, supernal, um, lofty level of spirituality called Ema, called Mother. And uh, that is associated with the attribute called the Bina. We know there's the ten attributes that comprise the ten, the, the, the ten mediums through which God channels divine, his, his, his energy, his creative energy to the universe, to the world. So there are ten attributes. The highest of them being Chachma, and the second... The second stage in transmission is called Bina. Um, and Bina is called Mother. Chachma, Chachma, the first one, is called Father. And Bina is called Mother. 
Now, generally, Bina, the level of Bina is concealed, it's hidden. It's hidden from the creation. It's part of the divine process of life, of energy being diffused into the creation. But the energy in the creation primarily comes, is directly uh, transmitted through the, through the last of the divine attributes called Malchus. Malchus is communication. Malchus is speech. Malchus is kingship. That's where the king, that's where Hashem acts as a king, direct contact with the creation. Bina is way up there. And the, and the light of Bina remains hidden, concealed from the creation. However, why is Yantiv a time of joy? Because Yantiv is a, is a revelation of a high, there's a higher godliness revealed in the world. There is a, a opening up, there is, there is a, a light that enters into the world. Primarily it means Moichen de Ema, the transmission, the, the, the intellect of Ema comes of the, of the level, of that supernal level called Mother is, is, is um, accessible and or, or is radiate, radiating within, within the world during that time. Um, and how do you know so? And that's why it's a time of joy. Now, weird, what's, what's the idea? And what's the connection of joy, dafka, to moichen de ema? I mean, this, this idea of what, what it means, the, this, 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 this great level called ema, mother, bina, and why that is particular, and what exactly that means, that's what we're going to elaborate in the mind. But just first, first the, 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 the technical part, like well, what's happened. So there's moichen de ema, when there's a, there's a revelation of moichen de ema, that brings joy. Where do we see that joy is associated with this great revelation called Moichen de Ema, of the mother, of Bina, the Haina Masha Bahalel, this is why we say in Halel, and Halel we say in Yantif. And what do we say in Halel? We say, habayis. He returned Akeres Habayis. Akeres meaning the, the barren woman. So the barren woman was transformed Habayis into, into a, a, a full home. She's a mother of a home. Aim Habanim Semecha, the mother of the children, is rejoicing. Okay? Simply it means God in his great wonders is able to take the barren woman and he turns her in, even though essentially she's barren, he turns her into a mother of children. And therefore that's joy. That brings about joy. But the deeper, deeper meaning is that, that when there is a revelation of Aim Habanim, the mother of the children, referring to this lofty level of Bina, that's when there is Semecha, that's what there is joy. And that's the source of joy on Yantif. It's because of the of the of the, of of Eimah that are that are that are shining at that time. So now The question he's asking, Shabbos is a time kabbalistically associated with Moichen the Abba, which means the influence is coming from a higher level. It's coming from Abba, from Father, from Kach. And if that's the case, if Shabbos there is a transmission of that lofty level called Moichen the Abba, they're far superior. Moichan da'ab chachma is way beyond bina, much higher than bina. If it's from a higher place, the ancient chinas gili simcha kibiyant. Nevertheless, on Shabbos we don't experience such revealed joy like on Yantif. Shabbos is not Shabbos zman simcha seino. Shabbos is not a time of simcha. Even though, of course, there is some element of joy on Shabbos, but primarily Shabbos is, we speak about pleasure of Shabbos. We speak about oinek Shabbos, pleasure. But joy is not, so if we say, if there is a revelation, if there is an increase of, the, of, of God's, of, of Hashem's light, of a, of, a, of a godly experience, we're able to draw closer and feel deeper, deeper connection. We have an openness if Hashem parts the veils and the curtains and allows us to experience more. So, obviously, we're supposed to, that, that's supposed to bring us joy and happiness. So why is it that on Shabbos, which is a greater revelation than on Yantif, that's why we know the holiness of Shabbos is greater than the holiness of Yantif. 
uh, both in terms of their punishment. If God, someone transgresses Shabbos, he's punishable by the death penalty. And if someone um, transgresses Yom Tif, it's only um, it's, uh, it's it's a far lesser uh, uh, um, transgression. It gets a malchus, lashes, not 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 not, not Also, uh, there, are, there are many of malachas he allowed to do on Yom Tif. He allowed to do on Shabbos. So Shabbos is a higher holiness because the sanctity is a the sanctity is a greater sanctity. If that's the case, so there should be even a greater joy on Shabbos. Nevertheless, we say no. Shabbos is not a time of joy. Yom Tif is a time of joy, and that is because. Joy is associated with the revelation of Bina from the mother. When it's a revelation of Amber, it isn't associated with joy. So why is that? The idea is as false. So for this we have to get a little bit of a clearer, a greater understanding of what is the difference between Chachma and Bina, between father and mother. Between these two levels associated with father and mother. Because behold, the explanation of the essence of the, of the Mohus, of the content. Of Moichen, the, the, the aim of that influence from, from Ema, from the mother, Yuvan, this will be understood, this that it is known, there's two levels in the revelation of the infinite light. Meaning, this in the manner in which Hashem, which in, which in which God transmits His light to the world, His creative power to the world, there's two, there's two, two, two different uh, styles of transmission. One is, one is a progression, an orderly progression. When the hamshacha, the, 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 the influence, the, 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 the godly light that is transmitted to the world goes in a manner of ishtalshlis. Ishtalshlis meaning a chain-like progression, progressively, step by step, in a manner of cause and effect. Where one thing causes the next thing, the next thing causes the next thing, the next thing causes the next thing. That's the idea of a cause and effect. Uh, uh, um, and that means that there is a first there is a radiance and then there is that radiance that gives off a beam a tremendous, a, a, an illumination, a light we know that every, every light has a reflection of the light there is a reflection and then there is a reflection of the reflection and the reflection of the reflection whenever you have a reflection of a reflection it gets the, the farther the, 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 the more distant you get from the source the weaker the light gets the dimmer it is weaker and weaker and weaker but there is always a connection. Because since this is a reflection from this, and this is a reflection from this, this mirrors and reflects that. So then what happens is, even when you get to the farthest reflection, ultimately it's connected to the beginning. Because each one is a reflection of the other. Like in a cause and effect, where one, where this causes this, and this causes that, and this causes that. But in some way, even from the final effect to the most original cause, there must be some common, common factor. Something that, that connects them because they're connected in, in a way of closeness. One thing derives the other. We'll understand it soon a little better. And this is, gives an example. Commercial, like we have an example, Seichel Bamidis. Like the intellect influences the emotions, stimulates the emotions. Omidas Tomachshava. And emotions transmit to the, to the thought. And that's that idea, which means like this. In a human experience, we find the same thing. You have, um, you, you're, you recognize you understand, you, you, you appreciate, you get some intellectual appreciation of something that is valuable, something that is precious, something that is good, something that is wonderful. Okay, you get to hear about a new technology in a car. And it's a fascinating, wonderful car. And you study about it. And, it's, and, you're, and, you're, and you're generally you're into technology. You, you, you appreciate the good, you're sort of an engineer. You, you appreciate the good, the good, good, and you, and you study, you like it. 
So first there is that intellectual recognition. Then as a result of that intellectual recognition comes what? Suddenly you begin to feel an emotional excitement to it. You feel a certain draw to it. Wow, this is an amazing new car and I'd like to have that car. So what began as just a what began just as a as a as a as a uh, detached recognition of something as something good as something special as something valuable starts to create a certain a feeling towards it where you want it you're driven towards it then as a result of that drive towards it which you feel like you, you, you I'd like to have that I'd like to have that I'd like to drive a car like that what's going to happen next is that will start creating a multitudes or constant thoughts. You can't get the thing out of your head. If you read about it and you just appreciate it intellectually, it's a nice thing, fine, next. You can think about it something else. But once it, begin, it created an emotion, a feeling, that will keep on coming into your head. Your thoughts will constantly be barraged, constantly be coming in, how can I get that car? How can I raise the funds to get the car? Where will I find it? How will it Maybe I can find a discount. Maybe I, here, there, there, what can I sell uh, to be able to... Wh- whatever it is, the thoughts, and from the thought, you go ahead and you're, you speak to whoever uh, is going to help you realize this thing. Maybe you have to get a loan, and so on and so forth. And then you finally get down to the mice, to the action of buying the car. So this is a chain-like progression. One thing evolves from the other. Now, if, if you're missing one part of the link, if you're missing, for example, uh, you will not, without the emotions in between, without the feelings in between, without that drive, without any emotional attachment, without that passion that was created in the heart, just from the intellectual perception of the, of, of, of the goodness, of the value, of the greatness of that car, it won't create the thoughts. The thoughts, the constant thoughts, the thoughts of me trying to get it won't come because you're lacking that middle part of the link, which is your passion, your desire for it. That's what's needed in between. Now, in that, in that desire, in the emotion itself, one can sense the, 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 the cognitive or the, 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 um, the, the, uh, the rationale or the logic with what, why, what's driving, what's driving that, 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 what's driving that, that emotion, what's driving that passion. Because you can recognize it, you can sense it. I want that because it's so wonderful. So one is seen within the other one. And you take it a step further, and then within the, within the, within the thoughts, that you're thinking about buying it, you can feel the passion. The passion is clearly felt. There's an energy in those thoughts. Those thoughts are intense, powerful. They're, 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 um, they're potent thoughts. Sometimes you have thoughts that are very empty, dry, um, lacking life. Then you have thoughts that are something that are filled with energy. Because if the emotion is felt within the thought. And then within the words, they can... So you see the link between one and the other. Now ultimately, the action of buying the, the, the car is going to contain within itself some of the original appreciation, intellectual appreciation. Because this contains, the action contains the thought, the thought contains the, has some of the, of the emotion, the emotion has some of the, of, the, of the intellectual realization and recognition. And that is called cause and effect. But one thing causes and brings about the other. Me'e now, so that's one, one progression, which means when Hashem sends energy into the world, it works the same way. First, there is a, 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 a transmission, which we call on an intellectual level, a, a, a transmission into the higher realms of existence, to the higher worlds. We spoke about this last week. 
they receive, there is first that level of existence directly receiving its energy from, the, from, from Hashem's, we can say, intellect. His logic or rationale, his understanding, his intellectual appreciation of creation. And then there are lower forms of creations that are receiving it on a level of emotion, and then further and further. But as it moves, it's just even if we take away out of that, just in the fact that Hashem's energy, creative life, first transmits into the higher realms, then this in turn causes a transmission to a next level, and a next level, and a next level, lower, 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 and lower, and lower. That's one form of transmission. Then there's another form of transmission, Vabe's second one, Lamailam and Ashtalshalus, is one that's beyond Ashtalshalus. Beyond this also means beyond this order of pro- progressive order. Which means um, uh, something from nothing. Something literally from nothing. From absolute nothingness. That is the example for that is where did when an idea Chachm itself, when an idea pops into your head, the first kernel of an idea, before you have any, any understanding and appreciation just boom, something illuminates, something enters your mind. Where did that come from? That you can't trace. You know where it came from. Suddenly out of nowhere a new idea came into your head. It came from, even when you know, you're, you're trying to study something and you don't, you're, you're, you're stuck, you don't understand it, and you're like trying and trying and trying, and all the information you have is just not, it's not it. And suddenly out of nowhere, out of the blue, boom, it like falls into you. So that idea doesn't have a source. Or at least it doesn't have a discernible source. You can't trace its source. In all these cases, for example, in the, in this, in the words that you speak, when you're speaking words of buying that car, you can trace those words. Because you can find those very words of speech in the thoughts that preceded it. And the thought that preceded it, you can detect it in a more, of course, subtle way, in the emotion. Because the emotion is the source for these thoughts, Therefore, in some level, it contains these very thoughts. Because, and then, the emotion itself, the passion for it, didn't begin on the level of emotion. It started already in the intellectual realization of the goodness, of the value of that particular thing. So, when, 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 when this particular transmission takes place, when... The, the, the energy comes into this level, it doesn't, it's not a newborn baby, it's, or rather it's not, even a newborn baby is the same thing. The newborn baby, it comes from, it's not a new thing. Where is it? It, it has already a root in a higher place. It, 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 pre, it pre-existed already in a higher form. It's only now, it, take on, it took on a lower form of existence. It further evolved. It's a process of evolution, where one thing evolves from the next. Yesh I means, Something totally coming from, from a source. Now, now Yeshmei also comes from somewhere. But you have a kernel, it, it came from something. Something produced it. But what produced it was completely beyond, was an energy that was undefined. A light that had no, no resemblance to this particular kernel flash of an idea. It came from a place called nothingness. A place, what do you mean nothingness? It's... It, it, we call it nothing because we can't define it. It's like, it's like that's the superconscious, the super, the super rational, the super mind. Somewhere beyond our conscious thought. Over there, there is a power of intelligence, a power of, of creativity. But that source is a thing you can't know, you can't define it in any way. It's called the Eshmei. So when God gives light, ain't so, yeah. So when, when Hashem gives an energy into the world, so there is the process where 
God creates something or defines His light in a certain way and allows that, that energy to evolve through the process of creation and the chain-like progression through all the myriads of levels of levels of cause and effect that it comes down to create. And, but then there is that transmission where the light comes from a state of Ein Sof, Ein, without any definitions whatsoever, to make its first initial entrance into somethingness, into some level of somethingness where it has a, a, a definition, or even it's not defined yet, but it's, in any way it might be defined in a very subtle way. There is something already we can work with. There's some, 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 some identity. And that's the idea of Yeshmiyah. Now, and in this progression, where one thing evolves from the other, when the effect gets close to its cause, from down up, then he gets a, he gets a, a understanding, he gets a, 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 a hasaga, a grasp in, its, in, his, in his cause. So when the effect, which generally is separated from the cause, like we said before, the emotion is in the heart, the emotion, the feeling, the drive that you have is not in the mind. There is first the level of intellectual realization and then later comes the, comes the emotion. Now the emotion is an identity, or it exists separately from the, from, from, from the idea. Nevertheless, even though it exists outside of it, if for whatever reason it returns, it rises up to its source, it can gain appreciation, it can gain understanding and a grasp in its source. When it gets a grasp in its source, it feels liberated. It gets a tremendous sense of expansiveness, a tremendous sense of joy. Because this is its root, this is where it really comes from. Meaning, it, when it, was, when it, when it, when it evolved into being who it is, it was diminished. Its light was diminished. The energy, as it, for example, we said before, the energy and the intellectual recognition is far more intense than that, than the emotion, than the feeling. And then the thoughts, the particular thoughts, even though we said before, they're full of life, but there's no comparison to those thoughts in it by themselves compared to the very emotion that's driving the thought in terms of its energy. So every evolving light, every evolving energy, when it evolves and it reaches the next stage, is weakened and far greater, far, to a much greater degree than where, than where it was in its source. Therefore, if, for whatever reason, it can get back to its source, it can go back to where it came from, over there it experiences an expansiveness, it goes back to its true self, to its higher self, to its origins, where it existed in a far more higher revealed place, and then the enjoyment is, is, a, great, is a great joy. Now, Elchein, and therefore, Husas v'sameach, he rejoices, and he has tremendous joy. Like the, like the marshal of a son of a king, of a prince, that went out of captivity. Really, he grew up in the palace. And therefore, he knows the expansiveness, the beauty of the palace. But that he was taken into captivity, into a narrow place, into an imprisonment, into a place that is constricting and limiting, limiting him. When he gets to come back to his place of origins, to his place where he, where he began, over there he experienced tremendous joy, particularly because he's been so far, and now he came back to his home. And that's the same idea with every level that goes away from its source, it's like going into prison, because it's becoming constricted and limited in being who he is, instead of existing in its source, where over there it was on a much higher stage. 
so too will be the tremendous joy of the Olul, of the, of the fact the Higalus, Niglas Olav, Oida Ela, when it will be revealed to him the light of the cause. Shalamayla, that is above it. Tachas Asheyora Bishtalshlis, Venasa Merchak Rav Bein Oye since it descended through this progression and it became a great distance between it and its, and its cause, the Rachik Mo'ir Panav, and it has distanced itself from the light of its face, in the concealment of levels, and now it went back. And this is all, but why does it rejoice? The reason it rejoices when it goes back to its source is because it can retain its existence when it goes back to its source. Meaning, when it goes back to its source, it doesn't get, the, it doesn't get overwhelmed, it doesn't get destroyed, it doesn't get um, 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 obliterated in its source. Meaning, being that one thing evolves from the other, it's like the, the, the child who comes from the mother, that's why a child enjoys being next to their mother, coming back close to their mother, because the child really had its existence within the parent, within the mother. But, if it were to mean, if to go back to your source, the source would be so beyond anything that this particular thing has, if it would go back in its source, it would be completely the de- de- it would de- destroy the, 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 the entity completely, then there wouldn't be any joy. In other words, the fact that it, that it feels joy is because it feels that it has expanded. It has reached a truer, a truer state of its own existence. But if it was to be, if, it, if in its source it doesn't exist at all, then there is no joy. In other words, put it this way. The only joy there can be is when you have, when one thing reaches its source, is when you have an effect going back to its cause. But if you have yesh me'ayim, if something is created from absolute nothingness, where, where what do we mean something is created from absolute nothingness? Which means that the thing that is created can, can't trace its roots back in its source, because in its source it doesn't exist. Because in its source we're dealing in a state of absolute nothingness, pre-definition, pre-defined, so there is nothing, not even a tiny germ of, of it in its source. The source is completely beyond it. So going up there would mean you have to cease to exist. You can't be over there. You can't understand that. Because that is completely beyond you. So therefore there is no joy when you go back over there. Instead, there is nullification. There is a, a complete suspension of being. A ceasing to exist. You don't, you don't exist. And that is the difference he's going to explain if the revelation is from Bina or if the revelation is from Chach. Bina is the source of Seder Ishtal Shos. Bina is the source of... Bina means grasping understanding. Therefore, in Bina, all creations, as they evolve from Bina, is already... God defined already an energy. Bina is already the beginning of definition. He defined already a life. He gave it a certain parameter. Very, very, very lofty. Very spiritual. Very abstract. But nevertheless, it has already certain limits, certain definitions. Now from there the energy will define itself further, evolve and evolve and evolve. When all of these evolving stages, which, which are in a sense in pain, because they went away from their source, they went away from their mother, from where they come, when they can retract and go back each one to a higher level, they feel tremendous joy because they feel they're getting closer to their true home. It's like a person coming back to his house. A person that has been away from his home going back to his house. That is, however, only when the revelation is from, from Bina. But if the revelation comes from the place of Chachma, 
Chachma is the unknowable energy where it's still in a state of ayin. It's still in a state of nothingness. It's still beyond parameters, beyond any definition. Just to find a little example in our own lives, we said before, when a person studies something, we, we, we can see it in ourselves, but wow, that Bina is, it, it has joy and Chachma doesn't have joy within our, own, within our own experience. When you have, when you're studying something or you're learning, trying to understand, so you have that first flash of insight as it enters your mind, at that moment, when you get that new idea, boom, you're, you're, there's an illumination. Your mind suddenly, it's like there. At that moment, you know something, but you don't really know it. You don't really have any, you can't define it. Someone says, you know, you're working on something with someone, and, and suddenly you jump and say, I got it. And they say, okay, tell me. At that moment, you can't tell them anything. Why can't you tell them anything? If you got it, tell me. You can't tell it yet because it's too, too abstract, it's too vague. It's, truth is, at that first moment, the idea, the concept, in its full truth, is illuminating in your mind, and it hasn't yet entered into the parameters of your character of your mind. It hasn't fit into you, into you. It hasn't yet been absorbed in your kalim, in your vessels. So therefore, being that it's, be, it's still very close to the source of intellect, and therefore it's still, even though there is already a certain somethingness, it's still overpowered with the nothingness of its source. And therefore, you can't define it yet. It's still, it's still too nothing. It's, it's, it's lacking definition. Once it enters into the following stage, which is the next step, stage of Bina. Bina is when you begin to process it, to, to, to digest it, to dissect it, to break it down into all the details. And so forth. It becomes part of your mind. Here we find something interesting. It's only in the process of Bina where you get joy. What you feel at Chachm is more of an anticipation, a waiting. You're waiting for it. You'd like to have it. You can't wait you know it's there, but there's a, more than that. There's a certain frustration. If you can't bring it to Bina, the fact that you just have the idea, you're, 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 you're excited, but it's not a joyful excitement. It's an excitement of, of like, oh, 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 it's there, but, 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 but I want, I don't know what it is. So it's, there is a joy, but not, not a joy. There's, you can say there is a moment of pleasure at that moment. There is a deep sensation when it comes, but not joy. Happiness comes only when you can, when it clicks when it registers, when it really becomes part of you. That's the idea of Bina. That's generally how we explain why Bina has joy and Chachma is, is, is beyond the state of joy. Now, being that Bina means already recognition, understanding something, completely grasping something, so too, when the divine light channels into the world, once it reaches the stage of Bina, it already has somehow made the infinite jump from the unknowable creator, undefined, un- uncharacterizable creator, God, to, the, to, the, to, the, to, to a characterized or to a limited, finite, defined creation. It already, it already made that leap. It's already in a stage of, it could be known. It's in a state of, it, it, it's knowable. You can't know it yet, because being is still on a, a level of divine, of, of of divine character. It's in a level of, of, of a divine definitions. But nevertheless, it has already definitions. And the ultimate, the definitions, the very limitations of, crea- of our physical reality down here can trace their origins, their roots, back to that, to Bina. Therefore, when, when there is an influx of Bina energy in the world, each creation rises up to its source. And that gives a tremendous feeling of joy. Because every creation has an understanding of where he comes from. 
angels above suddenly when, when, when there's a revelation of Bina get this great appreciation understanding of where they were before they were created to be angels in their source in their divine source and they could comprehend it because after all it's a level in divinity that's the cause for them it's their cause they're the effect of that life for example angels of love what's the source of angels of love who serve God in love the source is in divine love now we understand that an angel's love and God's love, the energy, the distance, is infinite. This is, this is godly love, this is divine love, and this is the finite love of an angel. To us, the love of an angel is, the, the passion of an angel is indescribable. But the distance between that passion and the passion on a level of divinity, but nevertheless, the source of the passion of the angel is the divine passion. And we can, we can see already a similarity. We can see this is passion and that's passion. This is a godly passion and this is a, 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 a create, an, an angelic passion. But there is already a certain, a certain um, a resemblance. And therefore when the creation gets absorbed in its source, it experiences tremendous joy because it's in its place, in its true place. That's the intense joy of all creation. I explained that Anyantif, all of existence rises upward to a place where they can experience their source. And that's the tremendous joy of Yontif. Let's read it inside. Now, Kach, uh, we're holding over here. Mipnei, and that is because, and all this joy comes, Mipnei Sha'ato, because now, Begilis and this revelation, Yeshloi Hasaga, it has a grasp, Eich Sheyatsa, how it just went out, from ultimate darkness to great light, and from sadness, to joy, from servitude to redemption. This is a borrowed term from the Agadish Pesach, which we say, which is really all about going out from being constricted and limited and being just you, going back to your source where you come from. The energy is far more intense. The, 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 the experience is far richer and deeper and, and more powerful. So therefore, the joy. And that's the idea of Yantif. Yantif means Yantif, a good day. Yoy means day, day means light, and toiv means uh, God saw the light is good. So yom is a time of revelation. Which means, we said earlier, that what is the joy of yom We say in Hallel, He transforms the barren woman, the barren woman, right? The mother of the children, Samech. What is the deeper meaning of this verse? We said before that, um, that um, the energy to the creation, the actual transmission of divine light to the world is from the attribute of Malchus. Malchus is the final stage of God's, of, the, of, of, of divine energy as it actually engages the creation, as it is transmitted into the, into the, into the, into the worlds. The three worlds, generally, there's the world Bria, Yetzirah, Asiya, three levels of creation, creation, formation, and Asiya. We live in the lowest of all four worlds, the world of physicality, but the, our world is preceded by two more higher spiritual stages of existence. And Malchus, the energy of Malchus, enters into the world to become the soul of creation. That's why Malchus is called the Shekhinah. Shekhinah means that the part of God that resides within the creation. Now here's the thing. The Shekhinah, when she enters into be the, to be the, the infusing light into every creation, into every being, 
does not experience its source. Because in order for her to be a soul, to be the energy in the, in, for, for finite beings, she can't be in touch with that limitless energy from where she comes from. Because then it, it, would, it, would, it would interfere with her ability to create things, tiny little things, tiny little creations. So the Shekhinah selflessly departs those infinite realms of godly light and enters into the claustrophobic creation to be, to be contained within the world. However, it's very painful for her because she knows where she comes from. She knows her source and she knows how distant she is from that light, from that infinite light. She is called Akeres. Akeres means barren. It's interesting over here, the word Akeres is not barren because she doesn't create children, but barren is because she doesn't know her source. She's separated from her source, from where she comes from. She is also called Akeres, because Akeres, besides means barren, also means Ikar. Ikar means she is the main Ikar of creation. The, the Ikar meaning the main substance of the world is the energy of Malchus, the Shekhinah, which, 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 which keeps the whole, which serves as the, as the, as the, as the highest in creation. So she's called the Ikar of the creation. So she's called barren. She's called Ikar. Another word, Ikar, it's, Mesechtis Pesachim deals with this a lot. It talks about rats, a chulda, a rat that lives Ikre habatim, in the cracks of a house. Where does, where does the mice live? Where does the rat live? It lives in the cracks. That's where it runs. You can never get them because they always run back into their crack. Ikar, Akeres also is Malchus lives in the cracks, in the crevices. Because all of creation is considered a narrow crevice. God's infinite, the universe as expansive, as majestic, as awesome as it is, as endless as it seems to us. Compared to the infinite reality of God, the world is considered a tiny little crack. So Malchus, who is the Ikar, she is the main substance of the creation, she lives like a little, like a chulda, like a little, God forbid, like a little rat. I mean, does even say that? In, she lives inside a crack in the Akeres, in that, in, that, in, that, in, that, in that narrow little dark tunnel, little, little thing where she, where she gives energy to. So you can imagine how painful it is for the Shekhin. Comes Yantif. Moshivi Akeres Abayis. The Shekhinah, the source of, of all energy within creation. Moshivi Akeres, the source, the Akeres, comes out of that crack and where does she go up? She rises to Atsilis. She rises up to that infinite expanse to experience her source in Bina. Aim Habanim, the mother, her mother, the level called mother, is revealed to the Akaras Abayis. When, when that is revealed to the Akaras Abayis, Simcha, she explodes with joy. This happens on the level of Shekhinah, but this doesn't only take place on the level of Shekhinah, this happens on, on, on all on everybody, on all of creation that are connected to the Shekhinah. Every Jewish soul is a limb of the Shekhinah. So for each, for each and every one of us, during the, during the year, during all the time, we don't, we, can't, we don't experience our source. We experience just ourselves and our lives as separate entities that exist, detached from a higher source. Comes Yontif is a time when God illuminates, He parts the veil, He shines. He allows us to see our roots. He allows us to experience where we come from. And in that experience, when a person... Now, that won't happen, of course, if someone is just sitting around Yantif and just, you know, uh, 
indulging himself in all in 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 in, in, in all the delicacies that was prepared or whatever was made for Yantif. That happens. That if Yantif, someone takes the time to pray with Kavana, to daven, to meditate, there will be a tr- you will have far more success in your meditation on Yantif than you'll have in any other time. It's just it's just the energy. It's just the time when God illuminates. And your soul will open up and you can experience great joy on Yantif from divine revelation. Because Yantav is a time when Ema Banim, when everything goes back to its source. And all the world opens up. The Shekhinah rises, and if she rises, then all everything with her, all souls, rise to a higher place. Let's read it inside. Piddish meaning, Ki Akeres Meloshen Akara. Akeres comes from the word Akara. Akara means she's barren. Umaloshen, it also means Kechul Dazu. Like this chulda, like this rat, hadara that lives be She lives in the cracks of the house. The Gemara peirik basr the psach. The Gemara in the last in the last chapter of the psach. The heib chenas malchus, and this refers to malchus. Shemulubesha, she is enclosed kol yoyim in the choil in during the weekdays during the rest of the year. Bibiyah, she's enclosed in the three worlds. Bria, yitzir, and asiya. That's where she's stuck. And more than that, she gives life to klipa. That's why she's called also barren. Because she can't reveal herself. She's hidden. In the world, the divine energy has to remain concealed. That's the idea of klipa. Klipa means there are those things that cover up and conceal the fact that everything comes from God. Cain Pirish Besefer. Very interesting name. The Sefer. I was just in the back and I have just the, it's the, from the Talmud of the Ramban, Shemen Sasain, something like that. Um, uh, it, it, it doesn't, it, it seems almost like this, that what it is. But it does, it does, uh, it's one of the name of this, or is it Yud Beis, Yud Aleph Gimel. Um, Yud Aleph Gimel, no. Yud Aleph, yeah, Gimel. Um, there's a mistake over here. Whatever, um, we'll look it up later, but, 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 uh, like the Talmud of Rabban, where he explains that that's the idea of who's called Chulda. Ikre, Ikre means that those cracks. On a Yantiv, she rises up, meaning she comes out of the constraints and the limitations that creation imposes upon her, the finite worlds impose upon her. She goes back, and therefore she goes back to her source in the mother. She goes back to her source in the divine, in God. Bina, Bina. And in Bina, you can have an understanding. Because Bina is the source of your very existence. And it's an, a, a great comprehension in the infinite light. That is revealed at that time. And that is because God is illuminating through Bina. And what does it mean that God is illuminating through Bina? It means that God himself lowers himself down to a place where he could be conceivable. Where the energy already is lending itself to be, be able to be understood. Makes itself knowable. To a level where creations can have some grasp in it. In a manner that it should be a way, an access, to be able to grasp and comprehend. And that which is possible to understand of the infinite one. That is revealed. And part of that is, is two things. There's the actual comprehension. And part of the experience is also the recognition 
that how wonderful this revelation is. How different this was from yesterday when I didn't see this light. When I didn't recognize the significance of, of what I mean in God's eyes and how I see myself in that place. And how the revelation is so great. Ah, to the point where this is so exciting. That this turns mourning into joy. Because instead of being in the darkness, you see a great light. It's the revelation of the infinite one that is revealed in a manner of yesh. Bebchinas yesh means God, who essentially is the absolute nothingness, because he doesn't have any definitions, is revealing himself in a manner of somethingness. In other words, that's the whole point of Bina, that God comes down in a manner that he could be defined in some, in some definition. That means he turns it from ayin, from nothingness, we have, that's why Bina is called Yesh. Bina is called Yesh. And also we know that Olam Haba, the experience of Olam Haba, of the world to come, it says God is going to give everybody, every tzaddik is going to give him 310 worlds. Lahan have Yesh. God says, I'm going to give to my, those who love me, I'm going to inherit to them Yesh. Why does God say I'm going to inherit the Yesh, somethingness? So, and this is referring to 310 worlds, that's Tzadikimah. Because what is the experience of Olam Haba? The experience of Olam Haba is that Neshamas go up to Gan Eden, and over there they experience God's life, which was concealed from them while they resided on earth, while they were down here. And they experience it in a manner that they can comprehend it, they understand it, they digest it. And in order for one to digest godliness for a finite being, even a soul, as pure and as holy and as 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 metaphysical as a soul is, as transcendent as a soul is, nevertheless it still has parameters, it still has some limitations that define its existence. So for the Neshama to experience God, as someone that's a something, God, the God-like also has to be de- defined already in somethingness. And that is when it comes down to a level of Bina, it takes on a certain somethingness. And that's why Hashem says, I make myself known as a yesh of something. Yesh v'asaga. So that there should be some kind of grasp in, and comprehension in the light of the, of the face of the king. that is revealed there. And he brings this example. Where else do we find the tremendous joy stemming from, coming from the dark, going back to light? The, the neshama that, that derives great joy in Olam Abba in the world to come from the radiance of the Shechina. And that also comes from the contrast. As a result of the soul being enclosed in a physical body, being imprisoned, and now after after the soul departs the body, the nifra it's separated from this dark tunnel, from this dark place. The old soul and it went back up to its source from where it has been excavated. So there it experiences great delight in the supernal Ganadin. And a hand is maziv, and it de- delights from the radiance of God. But what? It's a ziv, only a radiant of Him. Because only something of Him could, be, could reach a point of somethingness. We understand that God Himself can never be grasped. Hanog nifla. But this, on the, on the soul's part, creates a tremendous pleasure and a wondrous delight. And on this it says, I will give. To inherit to those who love me, yesh, something. Because, meaning, why is it called yesh? Because in order for souls to have some grasp in it, it has to get some form, it has to get some parameters. Some, 
Shemizgalo Oirin Soif Tetchinas Yesh, because the Oirin Soif takes on some 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 Yesh, some beingness, Liyos Hasaga Vetvisal Anasham, so that there should be a grasp and a, and a, and a comprehension to the soul. Liyos Nehenes Mezivo Oirana to be able to delight from a, from a radiant on that life. Tahainu Sheyesh Hasaga Vavano, which means there is a grasp and a and an appreciation. Echayatsam Afelo Liyos Gadol, and I went up from darkness to a great light. And this is also why we say in Yantiv, it says in the verse, says in the, in the river they passed, they went in the river, uh, they, went, uh, they, they crossed the river, Beregel with their, with, their, with their feet, over there we will rejoice in him. Simply referring to that uh, Jews crossed, crossed with their, we went through, when we went into Israel, we went through the river, the Yardim. And over there we rejoiced with God. We have the temple, whatever. So we crossed the river. But the deeper meaning over here is Banahar in the river. The river is referred to Bina. Bina is called Rechayvay Sanar, the broad river. Um, because that's the source. It says by, by uh, Gan Eden, when Hashem created the world, it says, Banahar Yaitzimayedet. A river emanated, issued forth from Eden. And Lahashkis Esagan. To, to water the Gan, to water the garden. And Misham Yeparei, and from there it separated and it became four rivers, and became four rivers, and there it, it continued. So mystically, the, the Kabbalists explain that this, this river, which is coming out from Aden, is, is speaking about the whole divine progression of how God's unfathomable, infinite light enters in to serve as an energy, as, a, as vitality for the creation. So it goes through the Eser Sephirot, it goes through the Ten, ten Atrium. So Aden is the first space. Aden is the level of Chachma, where God's infinite light makes contact with even the, the, the slightest, where that, as we said earlier, where the idea pops into the head. That's Aden. That's Chachma. At that point, it's not yet knowable. Like we said earlier, at that point there is no joy. At that point you don't know anything. You just, you feel something. You feel an energy. You feel a certain illumination, a revelation. It, it came. You know there is already a newness. Something entered into your space, into your experience. But you can't define it because it's still in that, it's still overwhelmed with the nothingness of its source, as mentioned before. But then, after that point, after that, so from there, from that level of Aden, which is totally unknowable, the river emanates from it. That's Bina, where, 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 where the light becomes already defined in a manner where it, it's, it can be already seen on the surface, like a river that can be seen on the surface. So the river issues forth, and where does it go? It goes through all the attributes of Atsilus and it goes down to the Gan. It goes down to the garden. Garden is, an, is, is Malchus because she sprouts forth all the creations. So she's the garden where, they, where, 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 where the Gan, where all the creations, particularly means Gan Eden, the higher Gan Eden, the other Gan Eden, where all the divine, the fruits, the delights, the godly, the divine delights and pleasures which are there for the Tzadikim, they receive it from Malchus. So that's the whole channel of the way it goes. Now, generally, the Gan, even though it ultimately comes from the river, the Gan is not in direct contact with the, with the, with the Nahar, with the river. It flows, it gets, the river, the water gets down there. But it's not, it doesn't really... However, Nahar, Yavru, Baregel, Regel doesn't only mean feet, Regel also means Yantif. Three Regalim, the three holidays are called, the three pilgrimage holidays are called Regalim. Why are they called Regalim? Because there's those three times you have to go with your feet to the base of English. So, Biregel on Regalim, Banahar Yavru, we cross over into the river. 
which means we reach the illumination of Bina. Bina then radiates. The river itself illuminates into the garden in the, and through that into all the worlds. And therefore, Sham Nismach Therefore, we rejoice in Him. So the joy of Yomtiv comes from that great illumination of, 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 the, of the energy of, of Bina. So he says, In the river that descends from Eden. Shehubina, that is Bina, who aliyah b'chol regal m'shalosh regalah. That's where the elevation takes place in every regal of shalosh regalah. Yesham hu makayr And that is the root of joy. Kol zan, all this, hu mebchines moichin de'yema. All this is when the moichin, the, the, the intellect of Bina, of Bina, oilam haba, ganeidin elyon, which is oilam haba, which is also connected to the upper supernal ganeidin, gilu tiny ganeshamans, a place where the, the souls can delight. A place where they can get pleasure in the light. The fiyas according to their comprehension. But if there would be an illumination, a revelation from a higher stage of godliness, where the godly light is still on, hasn't been processed into Bina yet, but it's still in the stage of Chachma, and if it would radiate from there, and sometimes it does radiate from there, this does not bring joy, even though it's an incredible illumination and incredible light, but this is still characterized by the unknowable infinite element of God that is totally unknowable. So when this reaches the creations, the, what happens to the creations is that they're completely nullified. They completely lose themselves. This is too great, too powerful. It, it, just, it just overwhelms their minds. And the only thing they can be there is just to have a receptiveness to this light. But no understanding and no grasp. And if there's no understanding and there's no grasp, there is no joy. There is a pleasure, because you feel the downpour of energy. You feel the downpour of light, but it's, 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 it, you don't understand it. And more than that, it brings a tremendous humility. It brings a tremendous humble. It's a tremendous feeling of like, who am I and what am I in this, in this, in this, in this great illumination? And that is why Shabbos is a time of the revelation of Chachm. And therefore, on Shabbos, it's not a time of joy. Yant is a time when we can comprehend. Shabbos is a higher revelation, but precisely because it's so high, therefore it's lacking in the joy. So let's read. Abba, Abba, the Moichen, the Abba, but the Moichen, the Father, Ha Chachma me Ayin Chachma comes from a source called Ayin. Says Chachma is that is that that first initial stage, but the Chachma comes. What's the source from where Chachma comes from? It says Chachma from where does it come? So simply it means from well, I don't know who knows where does it come from, but but the deeper meaning is it comes from a place called where, uh, called Ayin, a place a place of nothing. Nikra Masha'e, and that's why it's called Os, and therefore, since Chachma comes from a place that is not known, called the absolute Ayin, therefore, even Chachma, which is already the beginning of something, is still called Kayachma, the power of what? It's already a power, but it's what? Because it's, it, we still can't define it. Musak, it's not grasp. It's way above grasping, it's way above understanding. The infinite light is revealed. The lace machshavet visa, the level of God, which it says in Zohar, no thought can grasp Him. Not because we're too small to grasp. There is no thought, meaning He completely transcends the whole realm of logic. He can't be understood. He can't be grasped. He's not within that. That whole. And this is a level that one cannot. It wasn't given for our pleasure. It wasn't given for us to enjoy. It's not. God didn't contract it to a place. That we can enjoy it. Since there's no grasp in it, it's like a blinding light. 
and the concept of this revelation, it's the nullification. At this point, one is, loses all sense of understanding. And the souls are, are completely nullified out of existence. In, in the, so instead of this intensifying your existence, it's the exact opposite of Bina. Bina accentuates your existence. You're going back to your truer self. You go back to where you existed in a higher form. So it's really you. That's why it's yes. It's you in a, in, a, in, a more, in a purer form, in an elevated form. When you're going back to a place of iron, over there you didn't exist. There was no... There was no and therefore, there's no joy there because joy comes from an expansiveness of self. And over here there is no self. Not in an egotistical way, but still an appreciation of self, an appreciation of a higher self. Over here it's not a self. It's... it's over here, you, 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 you're subsumed in that light, lost in that light. And this revelation is what's revealed in Hashem. However, the greatness of this is, you're experiencing the truth of God. What you're experiencing in being is not the truth of God. You're experiencing that element of godly light that a creation could conceive. That's what you make of God. It's your understanding, but that's not God as He really is. When there's an emanation of Chachma, in Chachma it says Hashem Himself resides. The Or ain't Sof. In Bina it's not ain't Sof anymore. Bina cannot be infinite. Because if it's infinite, it can't be defined. That's, 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 that's an oxymoron. That's an absolute contradiction. If it's defined, it's not infinite. Because it's defined, it has parameters. So Chachma is the only stage of infinite. If you want to experience the infinite, you have to cease to exist. To just accept it. It can come to you in a manner of faith. Faith is something radiating in you bigger than you. And therefore the sages tell us that it was with great difficulty that they permitted that we should speak words of Torah on Shabbos. Generally on Shabbos one's not supposed to talk much. We, Shabbos, were told not to do any action. We cease from doing work. Speech, however, is permitted. However, when we say speech is permitted, it's very limited. People aren't aware, or maybe they are aware, but nevertheless don't, but hurt to, or, or, or pay attention to this, is that speech, one shouldn't talk about any business, well, many things we can't talk about in Shabbos. But Chlal, according to Chassidus, one should refrain from all talk, all mundane speech in Shabbos. And the reason for that is, speaking means an expression of self, you're conveying your opinions, your ideas, your thing. Shabbos, you're in the presence of the king, you're standing in front of God, God is openly revealed, manifest. You, you, you lose your existence in, in the presence of that revelation. That's why you're not allowed to work on Shabbos. Because to do something in front of the king, you're allowed to go and polish your shoes as you're standing in front of the king. You should be completely overwhelmed by him without having any sense of self. So to speak is also this. However, the sages say, even even words of Torah, even that with great... They permitted it, but it wasn't easy to permit that. Because to, to, to bring a complete muteness to a person that he should walk around as a total mute... That, I guess, was too much. So they allowed studying Torah. But you say Torah is holy. I mean, after all, these are godly words. The answer is, the Rebbe explains, because the level of Torah is, is from the level of Chachma. From that, the level called Father. From the level of Chachma. However, Torah, at least the Torah that is transmitted to us, is the lower level of Chachma. It's Chachma. That's why it says, Torah Machachma Naskis. Torah extends from Chachma, comes out from Chachma. Meaning that Torah is, the Torah is 
a derivative of Chachma, but not Chachma itself. Shabbos, the, the godly revelation of Shabbos is the energy of Chachma itself. And since it's the energy of Chachma itself, it's far beyond the somethingness of Torah. Because Torah also has already a certain somethingness. You're speaking about something, it has definitions and so forth. So now, Piddish, Nafkis, Yaitis Lechutz, it comes out. Kamoy Nafkis Lavar, it goes out to the outside. Shua Ode Bovad Hayaitis Machachma. It's only a something that emanates from Chachma. Aval Atzmi is a Chachma, but the very essence of Chachma, Uram of Niskavola Maila Maila Machinas Arais, is exalted and higher, way, way above even the level, even from the Torah. Okay, and therefore, when this is revealed, and this is not possible to have any joy and any delight, because joy and delight is not sensed and is not felt, only in something that you can have some grasp. How you came out from darkness into light. And that is because since one senses the great light. And more than that, one senses that they were first low and now, look at me now, yesterday I was ignorant and now I'm enlightened. Yesterday I didn't know and now I have this great thing. So you came from a lower place to a higher place. And after one understands. One realizes how lowly one has descended. When one comes down to the idea of Yetzirah Mitzrayim, you come out of the limitations and the boundaries from this, this very, very low place. The joy is so great, the ma'oid ma'oid, very, very much. It's like the people who start realizing the richness of Judaism. After a while, you know, and that joy that suddenly, you know, you've been somewhere, you had the first Shabbos, you experience the sweetness of it, the joy, the illumination. You explode with joy. You want to run around all over and tell everybody, this is amazing. You run around. And after a while, you get used to it and you get accustomed to it and you forget about it. But, but, but that, that, initial, that initial joy, like, where was I till now? You know, what was wrong with me? I was wandering in this, wallowing in this darkness. And now there's such light. So now, but all this, this is only possible, this is only where when we're dealing with Moichem Da'im, with the, the, the influence of the Mav, Shehu Gili Oyerin Soif, which is the revelation of Oyerin Soif, B'chanas Yesh V'asagin, somethingness, Ech Shomayla Mayla Aziz Abba, Abba Moichem Da'abba, but the, the influence of Abba from the Father, Shehem B'chanas Gili Mayla Mayla that's revealing something that is really essentially beyond the Sagan, Shom, over there, Loishayach Mayla Mata, over there there's no, over there, two things, and now he's going to add another point, it's not only that over there you can't understand it, you can't grasp it, and therefore there's no, there's no joy. More than that, the joy comes from the realization that I was in the dark, and now I'm in a higher place. I was low, and now I'm high. So that's only in Bina, because Bina is the source of the whole hierarchy of creation, of higher and low. There's higher levels and lower levels. Creation is built in a manner where there are higher, the higher, higher states of awareness, which are the higher, higher creation, lower states of awareness. So when we speak about higher worlds, let's get this straight. We're not dealing with, you know, there's our planet and there's some world way over there. We're dealing with deeper levels of, of awareness. When you have tzaddikim, great, great holy people who went up to a higher world. The Balshemta went up to a higher world. It wasn't like there was suddenly, you know, his body flew right through the ceiling, the, the, the thing, and he went flying somewhere. It was, he went into a state of meditation, and over there he tapped into deeper dimensions of awareness. 
And he went deeper and deeper and deeper. And he entered into a different world. He entered into a different reality. So, that, so there are these stages of awareness. But that's only from the level of Bina. Where you have this whole hierarchy of higher world, lower world. Which means, what does it mean higher and lower? Higher recipients of the divine light. Lower recipients. The higher world means Hashem's light is conceived in a deeper way. In a higher way. In a more expansive way. A lower world means His light is already diminished. And they're lesser of a, of a recipient. Lesser of a recipient. A lower recipient. Like within you feel yourself. Some days... Your, your, your spiritual, your spiritual, our spiritual capacity, our spiritual experience is very limited and dull, and prayer is heavy. And I mean, sometimes there's an expansiveness. Our soul opens up, our mind understands and appreciates. That's this coming from low, going to high, going into a higher world, into a higher stage of existence. Chachma, here's the thing. Chachma, being that it is God as God is. Hashem as He is. This, no one is a recipient for this light. What we can, that aspect of God that's transmittable to a recipient, to someone other than God, is only the the godly light that has been diminished, that has been characterized to take on soul form. So in a higher world it eliminates in a higher world, in a broader way in a lower world. We're dealing only with the radiance of Him, a finite radiance of Him. But God Himself no one is a vessel for God Himself. He's inconceivable. There's no such a thing as He can be transmitted into something. The only way someone can have Him is if the thing is willing to cease to exist, to melt in Him, to completely dissolve in His light. So over there, there is no joy of, you say, well, I was lower and now I'm higher. I came to a higher form. Being in a higher state doesn't help. The only thing that can be is not being. But in not being, there is no joy because there's no one there to be happy. And that, and that nothingness. So that's why the experience of Chachma doesn't bring Jesus. It says over here, There isn't a higher and a lower cloud. And higher and lower are equal. To this light, the highest angel, the most, the, the, the most sublime celestial being and the most simplest physical object are equally distant from that light. And as it says, in regards to God, it says for him, darkness is, a, is like light. Darkness, like light. So the simple, the simple thing, the simple way we understand this is, what does it mean, darkness is like light? It means that to us, we can only see in the light. We can't see in the dark. For God, he can see everywhere. He's, he, has, he doesn't have any restrictions. He can see just like in the light, he can see, he can see even in the dark. However, if that would be the, the, the meaning of this verse, then it should have said, Darkness is like light. Darkness is like light. The verse says, Like light, like darkness, like light. Why does it say twice light? Like dark, which, which the real implication of this is, we're not only comparing darkness to light, in that to God the dark is the same like the light, what we're also saying is that light is the same like dark. We're saying like this. Darkness is the same like light. For Hashem, there's no, there's no, He sees, and there is, even in the darkest places, right? but there's also the opposite. The highest light, the highest world where His light is shining, to Him Himself, to God Himself, the dark, that, that greatest illumination is so dark, it's as, it's as dark as the darkest place in existence where Hashem's light is completely concealed and hidden. 
Which means the revelations that there are in Gan Eden for the highest angels from God Himself, they're nebuchadnezzar. It's like the darkness, the divine concealment that there is in the slums. Think about the darkest place in the universe. Think about the darkness, the place where there's absolutely, you would walk, you would, you, you, you would begin to wonder when you walk into a place, how can there even be a God that there can be such evil, such, such darkness, such emptiness? You're shocked by it. To that degree, it's a contradiction to God. So we say, Ganeid and Elion, the most supernal, is equal to that. Because we're dealing with that dimension of God where it's, it's so beyond all of existence that the highest creation and the lowest creation are nebachtik. It's a, compa- it's a pity, are in a pitiful state because they're both equally distant from, from the divine truth, from the reality of God. And that's the idea of Moichen Da'aba. So how much higher is Moichen Da'aba from Moichen Da'ema? How much higher is the, the revelation of, of Chachmah to the revelation of, of, of Bina? Infinitely higher. So let's just finish this over here. The diktuk alashin and the and the and the meaning of the word kichashecha kiyra like darkness like by bishnei bishnei chafun with two chafs. The hevel elamei Marie should have said chashecha kiyra darkness is like light. Elamashum this is because the chashecha kiyra bovad loisagi who would only say darkness is like light eloloima that would only be enough to tell us shagama choishech loyachshech that even darkness is not dark for him. Avol kichashecha kiyra like darkness like light bishnei chafun with two chafs. Mashma seems is implying the loy zushagama choishach lo Not only the darkness is not dark for him, the choishach shavel oir, and darkness is the same like light. Ela afa oir shavel choishach, but light is also the same like darkness. Why? The whole nohirin, because all illuminations mischashchin kame. Front of him, it's dark, because it's only light relative to the creation, but to him, it's absolute darkness. The moment you have to leave the infinite and you have to move to the finite, it's already the biggest darkness. The Kesser, alien, and more than not only, even the level called the supernal crown, Kesser, which we said earlier is that nothingness, even that is called dark. It's the most brilliant of light. To him, it's dark. Even though it is a very brilliant light, it's the... Uchamu is considered black for polished. Uchamu uh, means no. Uchamu is considered black in compared to the Amish, to Hashem Himself. Now, Avalzen Nemar, we'll skip the parentheses. On then Nemar, and this it says, Yoshes Choishech Sisra, that God puts his his his, his he's concealed in darkness. What does that mean? Because to him, that, that place, that unknowable place, that's, that's, that's considered darkness. When that's revealed, you didn't come into the light. You came into a place of darkness. We're dealing with a whole different kind of a darkness. We're dealing with not a darkness that's inferior to light. We're, talking, we're speaking about darkness over here that's, that's superior to light. We're speaking about something that is just unknowable. Over there there's no light, there's no revelation, there's no comprehension. It's a nullification of 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 comprehension. Elachein ain't shom chenasimcha. There's no joy. What? The eye. Yeah. The tainug and there's no joy. The gilui bechenas bittel zeh. Ma'achad aleis machshava because there's no thought in grass. The ainer nechshav lepchenas aliyah cloud. It's not that you've been you, you've been elevated from lower to higher. Sheaina oila mamatzalamayla. You didn't rise from lower stage to a higher stage. Raksha who bal lepchenas amadrega. You come to a level and a place. Shamailo Matashavan, that the higher and the lower are equal. 
You come to the ultimate equalizer of all of existence. You didn't go from a lower state to a higher place. You came to a place where high and low are equal. Where light and darkness are the same. Where there is no... Where there's, there's zero, and this is also what it means. That's also, by the way, Chachma Bina called father and mother. Bina is much closer to the children. Bina is the mother. You see that where does the child develop and grow? In the mother. I mean, the relationship of the child to the mother is, very, is one of very close. She substantiates, develops. The father's relationship to the child is from a distance. Transmits, and then he's distant. Far. The mother is the one who's got to deal with the baby. Both in the developing stage, and then afterwards in the, in the, in the, in the, in the growing and the so forth. There's that close. So, Bina, so therefore, when there's a revelation of being that's close to us, it's something that develops us. It, it opens us up, creates purified... Chachma, or um, I don't want to say sm- not, not smashes or crushes. That's negative. Um, right word. Um, overwhelms, but introduces. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see the mile of Chachma in a minute. The, 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 the greatness of it. and this is also what it means. Hashem The Jews were questioning. Um, um, at a certain point in the Midbar, they said, um, oh yeah, it, it says that, that, that they were complaining about water. They didn't have any water. So they complained to Moshe. They said, is, they wanted to know, Ayesha Hashem Bekarbeinu, is God amongst us or, he, or, 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 or maybe he's not? So the question was, I mean, after all those miracles, did they really doubt that God wasn't amongst them? How, how could they? You know, today's days, people say, show me a miracle. I'll believe in God if he shows me a miracle. But the Jews said the same thing. They just went through the Dead Sea. They saw the ten plagues. They saw that they, they, they or a miracle after, and then they and they had the mom falling every day, and they were still asking, you know, is God here or not? So what, what is what, what is the meaning? So the deeper meaning is it's not that they were questioning if God is there. They wanted to know if God is interacting with them from the level of bina, from the level of hayesh, or or is God's relationship to them from a level of yesh, or is God's relation from a level called ayin, hayesh Hashem bekerbenu, is God's connection to us on a level of the age, or am I in, is a transmission from a place called I? And we said we'll the same thing similar um, two weeks ago. We were learning about the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. We were learning that they, they said Hayesh Ba'etz Im Ayin. They wanted to know if the if the the the, the transmission of, of godly light is the same like the rest of creation. Is the origins in over there? The Alter Rebbe says is the origins in Chachma. Which is the Kulam Bachachma Asisa? Is Eretz Yisrael the same like, like all other, other worlds that derive their energy from Chachma and onward? Or is, or is, the, or is the level of God light that is in, in um, or is the transmission of the Lakus, is Eretz Yisrael different? That, and, 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 and the Chachma, he says, is called Eitz, because Lashem Eitza. Also because Eitz Adat, Eitz Achayim, Chachma Tichya, whatever it is, Chachma associated with Eitz. So there was, is the, is the, is the, is the, is the revelation from H, or is it an ayin, is it coming from a higher place? The, 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 uh, the proof is going to be what kind of fruit is it? If they're going to see normal fruit, or they're going to see some extraordinary looking fruit that is beyond, that shows that it's coming from ayin, from a higher place. That's what he explained over there, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's interesting. In that mimer, over there, he explains, is the revelation from H, which is Chachma, or is it from Ayin? Over here, in our Maimah, he's pushing Chachma higher. See, it's interesting, Chachma sometimes, because Chachma is that intermediate state. Chachma, and, it, it, sometimes it's related already to the beginning of Yesh, the beginning of somethingness. Sometimes Chachma is, 
It depends what we're dealing with. Chokhmah has koyach ma, the power of what? So if we're dealing with koach is the lower level of chokhmah. The power of chokhmah is already a koach. It's, it's already a power of ma. Still that what? Well, you still ask what? You don't know. It depends which level of chokhmah. The inner part of chokhmah, the more external part of chokhmah. The lower part of chokhmah, as transmitting to bina, is already the beginning of a of a, of a somethingness. It says kene chokhmah, kene bina. So in that level of kana, that's what creates yesh. The two kana, kana is is is, um, is 155. And it says, Kenei Chachma, Kenei Bina. The two Kanas create the Yesh, Shai Olam. It means the bottom of Chachma is also the beginning of, it's the Yesh, it's the 310, which is already the beginning of conceiving something. But the upper level of Chachma is not known. It's more connected to the Ayin. So that's what we're saying over here. Hayesh Hashem Kebeno. Is God amongst us? Meaning, is He transmitting from Yesh? Im Ayin, or is it from nothingness? Pidish. Im Hagiloi is the revelation. Mepchenasei derish talshalos. Is the revelation only from the order of progression? Is it the, the revelation from a level of yesh? Is God amongst us? Or is the revelation coming to us from a place beyond the whole progression of, of light? Is it from ayin? Oh, he says, Rabbi, the two types chachmas yesh. Amnam the two types yesh. Amnam pchinas ayin who pchinas al yoyin shabah chachma. Says right over here. That's right. It's the higher aspect of chachma. Shedvuka b'makayra. This is the level of chachma that's still connected, cleaving to its source. Pchinas v'chachma me'ayin timatze. It's the the first initial stirring of chachma as chachma stems from the ayin. The ayin bezoyer parshas vayikra da zayin of kishem and atoyv. That's the idea. Also, why we say. The halacha is that shemen and usually all kinds of mashka, all drinks mix with each other. Um, they, they all, all, all drinks mix. However, oil remains, remains aloof, remains above. And according to halacha, there's a machlaikis if shemen is called chibur. If you have shemen, if it's called an attachment. I guess it's in regard to, regard to the laws of purity, tumma, transmitting certain tumma or not, it depends on... So, so the reason is, Mayim is Chachma. Mayim is also, water is Chachma. Because Chachma is associated with water. Shemen, however, is the Pneumius of Chachma, the inner part of Chachma. So that aspect of Shemen, that Ayin, is not connected to the Yesh. It's completely beyond, totally unreachable. And that's why that... Yeah. So, the um, Ayin, let's finish this piece. The Shira the Shira Shirim, the Inyan, this is also what we say, Kitoi v'ndoidecha miyayin. We say that your love in Shir Hashirim, it says, God, uh, we, 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 I forgot the beginning of the verse, but the verse says, that we, 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 we love, it's, it's more precious to me, it is better for me, your love, from wine. So what does it mean, it is better to me, your love, than wine? Because Yayin is associated with Bina. Yayin is associated with Bina. Um, because um, yayin is tasty, the ultimate of taste, the ultimate experience of, of 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 fine gourmet tasting is the tasting of wines. Bina is already you have a taste in something, you have an appreciation of something. Water is tasteless because water is still that associated with chachma because it's a stage before you can have a taste in something. So yayin is by yayin it says yayin misameach elokim. Oh, first of all, on Yom Tif, what do we have to do on Yom Tif? They drink wine. 
Because that's all part of the revelation. The revelation of Bina calls for the eating, for the drinking of wine. Because of the and that's why it says, Yayin is Misameach Elohim. Yayin brings joy to Elohim. Why? Elohim is already the, the chimsum, the contraction. Elohim is a malchus, the last level, the, the, the God's light as it gets concealed within the creation is called Elohim. Yantiv is a time when the wine pours. Yayin, the bina, there's an influx of bina into the creation. So Mesameach Elohim, it brings joy in malchus. Ema banim Sameach. So we say, as great as the experience and as enjoyable as the experience of bina is, Kitoivim doidecha miyayin. Your love, which is the revelation of Chachma, even though it's not, it's not, it's not given for our enjoyment, but it's the real thing. And we, and we cherish, we cherish the doidecha, we cherish the, 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 the revelation of Chachma much more than the Bina, even though the Bina selfishly is more Gishmak, it's enjoyable, but we realize it's not the real thing. It's God as, already, as He's already creating sort of a light for us. It's, it's not who He really is. We'd rather be intimate with Him, even though it's, it's beyond our experience. And Kiprinas Yayin, who Elokim. That's what brings joy in Elokim. Elokim means the whole, the whole hierarchy of creation is called Elokim. Elokim is Gematria nature. This is the whole system of creation. Bereish is Bara Elokim. Creation is an Elokim. Uh, an exercise of the name of Elohim. Yayin is an opening, but only the only the, the light that is is and the idea of daydecha is a level that is beyond simcha. It can as we said earlier, and that's why it also says um, we learn out from that the rabbinic laws are greater than the yosem yayinishal teira and they're called divrei soifrin. Okay. Okay, so now there's a little kitzer. Kitzer means he summarizes what we learned. I guess if the if the tzemach said they put the kitzer over here, it's a good thing to learn. Let's learn it quickly. The idea of he begins to explain the idea of in the evening you should eat matzis. The inyan What's the idea that that their 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 dough did not have time to rise? Inyan yantif. He explained the idea of yantif shumai adam lesimcha, which is festivities for joy. He explained what's the joy of Yantif, the revelation of Bina, He explained the idea of Benar Yavru Baregel, that in Yantif we cross into the river. Sham over there they rejoice in him. The Indian Shabbos is a higher revelation of Machachm. The lace Machshavat Fisa Bay thought there's no thought grasping it. Because there's two levels. There is a progression where the divine light progresses down through a cause and effect. That whole progression's root is from Bina. That's what we mean. The Nohar comes from the Eden. There there is joy from the comprehension. There's a level that's beyond the Shtalsas. Chachm is called the Eden. The unknowable. It says on that, it says, the Gemara says that that um, the, that um, the whole joy of the neshamis are only in the Gan Eden, but Eden itself, Ayin Loira Asa, no eye has ever seen that Elokim Zilasecha. Only you, God, which is exactly what we're saying now. Chachma is the revelation of God Himself, as no one can know Him. So no one saw it, no one experienced Eden. What we experience is only the the Nohar coming from the Eden. The Zahu, and this is amazing, the Karasa, the Shabbos, Oineg. 
Shabbos is delight, but not joy. You should call forth for Shabbos Oineg. Oineg, the word Oineg, Roshetavis stands for Eden Nahar Gan. The word Oneg stands for Eden Nahar Gan, which means Shabbos, there's the transmission from Eden itself. Yontif, the revelation, begins in the Nahar, in the river, in the conceivable aspect of God's light. So there, but Nahar Yavru Baregel. On Regel we only reach the Nahar, but we don't reach the 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 the, the Shabbos is is Oneg because it's Eden, but that cancels the joy because it's deeper than the joy. It's revealed, it's drawn from the place called Eden, which is infinitely higher than the Nahar than the river. However, if that's the case, why is this Pesach Maim? This is belittling the Yontif. This is saying, yeah, yeah, there's only this. And Shabbos is a much greater. The answer is you can understand something. As, 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 as seemingly inferior Aden, the Gan, and the, and the Nohar is to the Aden, Aden is powerful and wonderful, but from that there couldn't be any spiritual growth. There can only be nullification. There can only be, but development, the, um, the, the elevation, the refinement, the spiritual elevation and that in other words us to develop us to grow us to be closer to Hashem can only come from from the, from the Nar from the river from the comprehension because that allows for the person to grow every day to 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 to, to become a Metzias of Kedusha to become an, an entity of holiness God didn't create us just to overwhelm us with his life that we shouldn't exist we shouldn't be so of course Yantav is the time of birth the time of growth, the time of development. Nevertheless, there's something to say about Shabbos. That that's when we come face to face with God Himself. And it brings us the humility and the recognition that as much as we know, we know nothing. But still, the, that... Yes, what's your question? When Malcolm goes through rises and goes through Chachma being a God, is it when... Chachma is not going through Chachma. Chachma is at the bottom. When it rises, it's rising towards the mother. Oh, okay. Upward. It's rising out of the creation back towards that illumination that's above. That is, now also, it, when it's rising, is there a point where someone will say the Nazis will be in the state of Hoffman and not Roth? So that when it hits the air, it, it's like Hoffman will be, that would be pure, right? Something that, did the mind seem to get a chance to wrap itself around it yet? It went so high, it went directly to the world. It just went like a spark, right? And it didn't get a chance to get around the mind. The word was good, the word was love, the word was pure. That's that what that's, 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 that's what it means. As opposed to the mind wrapping itself around it and then. That's an illumination. That's an illumination of Chachma. That's what we're saying. Good point. That's right. Pure Chachma would be right. Yeah, that's it. Now, Zehu Vishmartim as a Shabbos, Kikoideshuk, this is what it means. It says, Shmartem as a Shabbos, you should observe the Shabbos, Kikoideshi, because it is holy. So here's the thing. Kodesh, the word Kodesh means transcendent. Kodesh is referring to Chachma. Chachma is called Kodesh. Um, Bina is already called Baruch, drawing down. Chachma is called Kodesh. Kodesh means what is beyond. It says, observe Shabbos, because Shabbos is Kodesh. Because Shabbos is Chachma. So that's what it is. 
the, 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 the transmission of Abba energy. Shemaz Galo B'Shabbos that is revealed on Shabbos. Ma'ashen ken yomtiv nikra mikra kodesh. Yomtiv is called the calling forth of kodesh. But it's not kodesh itself. You're calling kodesh. Which means when you call something, you only get a ray from it. You're meaning one thing is transmitting to something else. It's passing on. Ha'ar ba'alma. To radiance at all, mekoidesh elyon from the supernal holiness. Nehi da'abba betoich moichen de'ema. It's the lower aspect of Chachma. Now he's going to introduce a whole new concept. Even though we said before, Bina is a far inferior to Chachma. And, but that's the part of our godly capacity to comprehend, to understand, and therefore to experience joy and delight in our relationship with God. Nevertheless, we can't leave it at that. Just having Bina without connecting it to Chachma is a very un-Jewish thing. Judaism always demands that every experience of self or every experience of spirituality has to be connected to truth. And you can't just have the spiritual without the truth of it. Now, if being itself is our comprehension in God, our comprehension in... If that's not God Himself, so what's your joy? It's nice, it's a divine revelation, it's something, but it's not God Himself. And you can't disconnect anything from God, that's idol worship. To disconnect, you can't disconnect. So everything ultimately has to reconnect the Chach, which means that as great as the Bina experience is, and as wonderful and as great, you have to draw down in the Bina, in that moment of joy, something of the truth of Chachma to illuminate. And that's the idea of Mikra Kodesh. Even though the experience of Yom is Benahar, but there has to be a little Aden energy running through it. There has to connect the Nar to its source. The, 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 and that's the idea of what we say over here. There is a hamshacha even in Yantid from Chachma to Bina. What is the hamshacha from Chachma to Bina? Hamshacha from Chachma meaning a flow from Chachma to Bina connection. We know whenever, whenever we learned already in other places, that all the spheres are actually composites. Every sphere contains within itself all the other attributes. So Chachma has within itself Chachma of Chachma, Bina of Chachma, Das, the emotions of Chachma and so forth, all the way down to the last. So the, the last, the, the three are called, the last four is Netzachod Yisod Malchus, called Nehim. Netzachod Yisod Malchus. Netzachod Yisod Malchus are more about the practical aspect of every attribute. Not the experience itself, but its implementation, it's, or more it's, its extending of itself outward. So when Chachma is going to transmit to Bina, that connection comes from Netzachod Yisod of Chachma gets transmitted into the Bina. So that's what we say, Mikra Kodesh, to call forth holiness, means to draw the Netzachod Yisod of Chachma into Bina. Because in Yantiv itself doesn't have it. And that's the idea of Mikra Kodesh. Mikra Kodesh means we have to call the Kodesh. We have to call it. Because in it by itself, it remains beyond. And it's only an illumination of Bina. The point is that we have to connect that Netzachod, that thing to Tachach. As he explains, Gambi Yantiv, because also on Yantiv, Begili Moichan De'ema. When there's a revelation of Moichan Da'ema, Tzadich La'amshich Moichan Da'ab. We need to draw forth the Moichan of Ab. Ki Moichan Da'ema, because Moichan Da'ema, Agam Shehem Bechinas Yesh. Even though we're speaking about they're in a state of Yesh, it's a conceivable something. Makol Mokam Einam Bechinas Dover, Nifrat Chas V'Sholem. We're not dealing with something that is, God forbid, separated from God, as if to say like this, there is God Himself, and there is something of God that He releases to the creation that we can, that we can know. That he gets separated from him. That, God forbid, Elohu. Because that would mean that what we're not, 
our enjoyment and our joy. We're not rejoicing in God. We're rejoicing the, in the God of our mind, in the God that we, that we create, or even if it's, we don't create it, but it's, it's, it's not Him, it's not the real thing. Even Bina, it's, 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 it's somethingness, but somethingness as it's still emanating from the nothingness. Just like we said before in Chachma, we said Chachma is already the beginning of an idea, but it has, it's still overwhelmed with the nothingness of its source, and therefore you can't define it. The Bina, even though it's already defined, you, can, you have to always sense within it the point that's still the Chachma and that nothingness. Ki and V'yesh, Chachma, Bina, because these two stages, Chachma and Bina, are called nothing and something. So Ayin V'yesh, the nothingness of Chachma, and the Yesh of Bina, Hem Trein Rei in the Loimus Parashim. In the Zohar, they're called two friends that never, that never separate. They always remain bonded. always drawn a certain nullification of the, of the, of the energy of Chachma into the Moichen of Eima. That what? His Galus HaTainug, which is the revelation of, of pleasure. Because that delight and that pleasure also stems from the drawing of the infinite one, the lace machshav, where there is no grass that gets it. Meaning when one is delighting in God, the delight, not, not the joy, but the delight, the feeling of suddenly delight, you, you grasp something, but the delight is not from your, from your def- definitions. Your delight is suddenly a, a certain ecstasy that's taking place from your suddenly experiencing light that's, that's undefinable. It's the joy of connecting to God, to something that is totally beyond you. That's the delight. The light is not in the in the logic of it, in the in the cognitive in the in the in the mind experience. The delight is in that in that unknowableness of it that's still beyond it. The light And even when there is a grasp, and that's and that's you're not you're not delighting in grasping something that is separated from God. It's God as God is manifesting Himself. It's the unknowable God as He is allowing Himself a tidbit of His life to be experienced. It is given over to enjoy this light. It's because this light descended and progressed until it came to a point where in some way you can grasp it. It's a great light. And the lower and everything that was that you were stuck up till now, because you were in a state where you didn't experience this life, it's all nothing. So you feel tremendous joy of experiencing something. But you're not really delighting in the somethingness of it. You're delighting in the fact that God, who is really unknowable, made something of himself knowable. And through this, one is rejoicing. In the revelation of this light, but in the joy itself, one has to draw down the moich and the abba, the, the power of the, the, the influence of abba of the father gamkin. The joy should be from the revelation of the infinite, the lace machshav, from that part that we say, from that aspect of that which is not grasped. And this is the idea of calling forth holiness. Like a person who calls his friend. When you call, say, here's the thing. You're only calling it. When you're calling someone, what happens? 
it's not the person himself, it's the person as he turns to you. As he turns to you, he's revealing of himself. But that's not the full... Just like when you're calling a person. You're only calling him by his name. The name is only an expansion of a person. It's not the very essence of a person. Same is also the calling forth of holiness. You're drawing something of father, but not the father himself. You're not drawing the man because here's the thing: if you would draw the father itself, meaning if you would draw the energy of chachma directly in, then that would completely demolish the experience of the bina. Then you couldn't conceivably enjoy anything because then then the, the nothingness would overpower the somethingness, and then there would be no joy. So here you have to have it to slide back. You know, here primarily it's an experience of somethingness which you can grasp and understand, and therefore the expansion of of, of the self in, the, in, in, in a holy way, where you're experiencing, you're experiencing that light, but still there is a touch of the infinite there, keeping the person in check, keeping the humility, and keeping the recognition that really I know nothing of it. And that's, that, that touch, the touch of, of Chachma that's there in, that, in the Bini experience. Not to detach it, God forbid, to become a somebody from the spiritual experience. Yes? When it comes down to comprehension, not to detach that comprehension from, this, from recognizing that this is really in a comprehension and something of something that's totally unknowable. So you retain a little bit of that. What? It depends. It, so again, on Shabbos, the revelation is so intense that there's no enjoyment because it's, it's, it's real Chachma light. It's really a revelation of God Himself that's unknowable. Yantiv, it's a whole different light. Yantiv, God is allowing the revelation to be far more tailored, far more limited for the human being to really be able to experience it, comprehend it, and enjoy it. But at the same time, God says, don't get caught up in your own spiritual experience of what you make of me. Seek to connect to me. Even though the, 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 that aspect is not, you can't know. So draw that unknowableness into the, into the experience of what you can know. Yeah, that draws. Yeah, that that connects to that to that to that that. Yeah, that Indian that keeps it from becoming idol worship, because if you separate bina from chachma, if you if, if it becomes bina dig, if you this then then it, that that's already the beginning of serving something other than God Himself, and that creates ego. It creates the 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 the, the, the then, then one's entire spirituality can be completely detached from God, detached from holiness, can become a a, a complete uh, perversion of truth. Even though it begins with something holy and godly, it becomes completely detached from 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 this. And it yeah, that Indian what he says, kahu Indian mikrokaidish. The same is also calling for the holiness. Hashem, it's only the name. It's a drawing forth of Adam. As we say, We draw forth the name of God. It says David created a name. Which generally it means the netzach hold your soul from the previous level is drawn down. See, his really, this is, this is so fundamental. This is so fundamental. So any 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 spiritual growth, any true connection to God, in one spiritual, 
development. It's this point that is so vital and so important. On the one hand, you need to meditate, we learned last week, in things that you can understand. Because if you don't understand it, if it's things that are totally beyond you, then it never permeates you. So you don't, you don't become holy. You're not containing godliness and holiness in you. So you need to think about things that are comprehensible and understandable. And, 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 and. But on the other hand, if, if, if you lose touch with that mystery, with that unknowable place, and it becomes just about I understanding and I knowing and, and, and me, me this, then you become completely detached from God. And so the point is to have... And, and, but here's the problem. To, to have the Chachma without the Bina, then, 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 then godliness isn't manifest in the person. And it's just overwhelming. It diminishes you. It's not you. So you, so you need to have that balance. And that's the point. It's so vital for the whole experience of Yanta, the whole experience for a Jew and anything, is to, to, to be able to always retain that, 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 that connection of Chachma Bina. Train they and the Loimus Parish, and these two are now allowed to be separated. How do we accomplish this on Yantif? How do we accomplish it? So generally, we said before, Yantif itself doesn't have that energy of Chachma. The Yantif as it is by itself is an illumination of Bina. Even though we say Train they and the Loimus Parish, they never separate. And, but it, that's, it says in regards to their own connection. But in regards to the influence downward, sometimes it can be a Bina light without having any flavor of the Chachma that preceded it. In order to have that flavor in the, in the, in the, in the continuing energy as it's the, being diffused further, it's our avoid. That's what Hashem wants of us. We have to do that. How do we do that? So that is accomplished primarily through Halel, the prayer, and Yantif, Mikra Kodesh. We're calling down that holiness. It's generally through the prayers of Yantif. Fahalal and Hal. Ah, however, Hem Einon Rachman Rabban. But those are only rabbinically ordained. However, from how do we have do we have any biblical mitzvah in regards to Yantif that connects the 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 that makes us be connected to God? Let's put it this way. What's the di- I, I, think, I think it just boils down to one thing. What's the difference between Judaism and all other forms of spirituality? It's, it's wrong to say, well, there's no spirituality elsewhere. Of course there is. And there are those who meditate and reach very, very high levels of spiritual, attain high levels. The thing is, is it connected to God Himself or is it just levels of spirituality? There are levels of spirituality. My father, or someone has been you know, tell, telling me that he was going to this Makubal and this and that, and he was telling him to uh, maybe, maybe do something kind of drastic and this and that. And he spoke to me and he asked me what I think about it. And I, I said to him, you know, there's no doubt in my mind that this Makubal is connected to, has some knowledge in higher worlds and higher realities. But he said, you know what, spirituality exists in thousands of levels. Thousands upon thousands and thousands of levels. So you can have someone who's in touch with, uh, with, uh, with one dimension higher than our world, and he knows he can tell you things about your life that other people don't know. So what does that mean? It means that just he's one notch higher. The idea of, you know, no, we go to a rebel, we go to a tzai, because these are people who are rooted in Atsilus. These are people that are connected to the original origins of origins of things. It's not just a notch higher, two notches higher, people who can read your ksuba and tell you all kinds of things, look at your hand and tell you. That's nice, okay, fine. So I'm down here and there, Allah, there's one place. A, a rabbi, that's the uniqueness of Judaism. This is God himself. Yes, God makes himself knowable in levels of, of, of... But it's after all, it boils down to his will, his desire, him. 
Him as he utterly transcends, as he's utterly knowable, says, I'm connecting to you. But that's the balance of being able to get, a lot of times, it's the danger when people start getting caught up in spirituality to, God forbid, lose sight of realizing always that it always has to be connected, that it shouldn't be just spiritual, it should be connected to God. And it can't, and that is to connect to that. How do we draw that down? How do we keep that? Particularly on Pesach. Pesach is where a Jew is born. This is where our journey begins. Every Pesach is a renewal. We're empowered to start growing. Up till Pesach, you know, a person can be found in Egypt. And this goes on many levels. Where, where, you know, we find ourselves constricted and limited in the body and in the limitations of the physical world and so forth. Everybody stuck in their own issues and their own problems and so forth. Pesach is a time of a liberating energy. Your soul breaks free from all shackles, from all constraints. Literally, there is no limits to a Jew. And you start developing like a, like a new baby, just being born. Start growing, you're educating. Growth. And you start that spiritual growth to remember, and to be able to make it that, it, that it that it remains connected to God, not just uh, there. So on Pesach, there's a special energy, a special mitzvah given to us to be able to connect all of our spirituality to the source of all spirituality, which is Hashem Himself. How does that happen? That's this point of what he's saying over here is um, particularly the matzah. And, 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 and by biblical commandment, Nimshach the Pesach, this is drawn on Pesach, this is transmitted to us through the eating of matzah. Why the eating of matzah? Matzah symbolizes this, this connection. In the, it's not just a mitzvah. First of all, any mitzvah is this idea. Because the mitzvah is not your spirituality. The mitzvah is God's interest. So the mitzvah emanates from the Ein Sof. But particularly this is contained, the whole mitzvah of matzah the style of this mitzvah is communicating this idea. And the matzah contains it. Matzah has, it's a physical bread. And generally we know matzah, we eat matzah, it strengthens our faith, it strengthens our amuna. It does, we, we, we eat the matzah, symbolizing, it's a symbolic thing. But according to Kabbalah and according to Hasidus, it's not just symbol, symbolic. There's something, this, the, the Jews, a person is empowered. All of your spirituality, that you'll have the entire year is contained in that first kezayas of matzah. It's all there in that crunch. There is such holiness, there is such potent God divinity in that matzah. Like the Reverend Marash once said, on Pesach estmen alakus, you munch godliness. It's all contained in that matzah, even though it seems to be just a flat cracker. So what is the idea that matzah nimshach the Pesach al-yedeachilus matzah? Why? Because matzah is known to be katnus abba. Matzah is the, 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 the godly light that is enclosed in the matzah is called Katnus Abba, a small illumination of Abba of the Father. Ki matzah, because matzah is Abba, because matzah is associated with the, with the energy of Moichanda Abba. What is the connection of matzah to an energy of Abba, of Abba Father, Intel of Chachma? So, first of all, we find that wheat is associated with intelligence. Chachma is the first initial stage in the intellectual process. The cognitive process begins with Chachma. So if we're going to associate Matzah with anything to do with Chachma, we first have to connect Matzah to the realm of, of wisdom, to the realm of intellect. Where do we associate Matzah to the realm of intellect? Ki, um, ki, we, we, the, the, the Talmud tells us that Ein hatinik likris abba, A child doesn't have the knowledge to call father in other words, the, the, the intellectual rec- um, um, capacity to recognize their parents, particularly their father, to say father, 
daddy, or whatever, um, a child doesn't have that until they taste matzah. And it, basically it comes, when the child we, is weans off the nursing and goes on to eating solid foods, particularly it says uh, grains. When a child eats grains, that gives, begins to develop the mind that he can get a recognition of, uh, intellectual recognition. Elias, that, 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 that happens by that. And that's associated with the idea, that's why the sages say that the eight Hadas, the tree of knowledge, that Adam ate for, according to the one opinions, was a, was a, was a wheat, a stalk of wheat. It wasn't an apple. There's no opinion that it was an apple. That's for sure not. Some say it was a date, and some say it was a, 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 a fig, a fig, no, not a date, a fig, or a, 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 a fig, or a grape, a vine, or it was a chita hoist. I think there was three opinions in the Gemara. The one opinion that was an esra. But uh, the, the, the things, I think that there are, the four opinions, but the, the definitely one thing that it went. So, chita, because chita gives, because that's knowledge. That grain has a certain, so therefore it's associated with chach. However, why the matzah? Why the matzah? In the yois, because, again, in the, in the intellect, there are, there are various levels in the intellect. There is a level in the intellect which we say is that aspect of the intellect which is you process the information it becomes part of you. The bina, where, where, where you're, as you said before, the mind wraps itself around it. It could contain and have it. And then there is the, the openness of the mind to conceive in something that's bigger than it. Even though it can't wrap itself around it, it doesn't even know what it is. Kayach holds it. That's what... Bread in general strengthens the mind. I mean, uh, grain. Grain strengthens the mind, opens up the mind. However, there's two types of bread. There's bread that rises, there's ego bread, and there's egoless bread. What's the difference between ego bread and ego? Ego bread means, I understand. Not necessarily bad ego, but the intellectual ego. The sense of, oh, I got it. I understand it. That, that's the you in you. That's the inflation. That's the feeling of self. When you, want, when you comprehend something, Here's the interesting thing. During the flash, during that moment when you're open to Chachma, you can't have any self-awareness whatsoever. If at that moment you, you feel yourself, you can't get a new insight. To get a new insight, you have to clear your mind from totally, achieve total suspension of self, and when you reach that total de- detachment from yourself to a, to, a, to a state of absolute ayin, that's called concentrating. Concentrating is not about trying to understand something. Concentrating is about trying to reach a moment of silence. Putting everything out, all preconceptions of the idea, pushing everything out till you leave yourself to a complete openness. You create a space in your mind for something totally new, something totally beyond you to enter into your being. So there's no ego there. In the Bina process, you have to have ego. I don't mean nest bad ego. But, but I need to understand. It has to fit with my mind. It has to mean, it has to fit with my previous assumptions of the idea and so forth. So Bina has to do with the ashes. So Bina is, the, is, 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 is Dagon. Dagon is intellect. But intellect with an ego. Chachma is the flash of reality as it is without the ego. It's the, it's the receptiveness. And that is why that's the idea of a matzah. The matzah is the flat, the flat grid. What does it give the child? Let's take it to the child. When the child gets to know his parents on the stage of Chachma, what does he know of his parents? Does the child have an intellectual recognition and understanding at that age when he's two years old or one years old when he says, Abba, Daddy, Tati, whatever the child says, does the child have an understanding of why this is my father, how this is my father, what's my, what does a father really mean? doesn't have anything. He has a simple childlike 
recognition, this is my father. So what is it? It's a certain re- truth, a truth far bigger than his understanding, far bigger, bigger than what the child, at, this, at least at this point, can ever, can ever grasp and understand. But nevertheless, it's that full truth. Because when a child screams, cries out, Daddy, that cry, Daddy, contains within it everything that a father is. More than that, you can have, let's mention this, you can have a, a, a college professor write or write a whole, what is it called, thesis? On, on or, or some whatever, on, on, on uh, whatever, on, on parent-child relationship and what is the meaning of a parent and how deep it goes. You can write books, volumes, and there's a lot there. It, it, it expresses so much information both on the, on, the, on the biological relationship, on the spiritual relationship, on the emotional bond, and on all these things, on all levels of... of okay. okay? And then you have the, the, a, child's, a child who's lost and doesn't know his father, and suddenly sees their father and cries, Daddy! Daddy! And cries. We're, what contains more what a father is? The volumes that are written, that's all definitions doesn't have anything of, of what a father is. It's in that simple cry. Father, or ma, or whatever, that, that captures it. It captures it in a tiny way. Even though the child doesn't know what it is, it's like, it's like a seed that has it all. But it has it all in that, in, the, in, a very, in a very little way. So that's the idea, we say. Matzah, and the, matzah is what gives us our recognition that God is our father. The simple connection to the unknowable of God, that we can relate to Him as, you're our Father. The simplicity, the connection to that unknowable place. And that's why it says, Matzah is a food of faith. What is faith? Faith is, faith is not understanding. Faith is the reality of God radiating in our soul, even though we don't know what it is. We just know it's there. It's transmission of Him to us, not us wrapping around. When you wrap around it, it's not, it's not faith anymore. That's the idea. Simple not. That's called Katnus Abba. It's this revelation, but it comes in a very small way. It comes in a very, in a, in a, in a very limited way. But it's not limited, really. It comes but in a... In a, in a as he says over here. This is drawn from above reason. Because this knowledge in the child... It's not in a comprehensible knowledge. He doesn't know how. And why does it mean a father? Because the child's mind's uh, knowledge is very, the child's mind is very small. And that's why also it has no taste. First of all, it no taste. Because the, this, 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 this recognition is tasteless. Because you don't understand it. But still... And it also doesn't have a Hagbah, it doesn't rise. It's beyond your knowledge. It's the father. It comes in a very small way. That's why it's called in Zoyar. It's called the food of faith. It strengthens the faith. It illuminates. It brings that Amunah into our souls. And this is so important that we contain, that we have the Mass. And the Jew begins with the Mass. Our spiritual journey first begins with truth. We have to draw God as He is. Then, from that, illumin- from that attachment, to Hashem Himself, as He is, now you can start 
getting away from that light and start trying to expand your mind and your heart and your and yourself to be able to absorb more of it. In Amshachas Moichen the Abba Now this introduction of Moichen the Abba drawing down the energy of Abba Bematzah and Matzah Einay Ella Belayla Rishay Risha. This only takes place the first night. Misham ve'elach, but on there and onwards, hagam dechsev matzus ya'achel eshivas ayam. So here's the thing. Really, this this introduction that God's light, faith, the beauty, as we said before, faith is God undiminished. Hashem's. Where do you? Where does a person meet God as God is in faith, not in not in logic, not in rational? Because over there, there is the connection in truth. Now, that, that doesn't need time. That's a one-time thing. It's transmitted. It's given to you. The connection is made. God connected or opens you up to Him. That's it. That takes the matzah. Now, the thing is like this. Do we have to eat the matzah the rest of the yom? So there is seven days of eating matzah. We've spoken in the minor. What's the point of eating seven days matzah? So it's interesting. When the Pasuk says we have to eat seven days matzah, it uses a very interesting term. It says, Matzah ye'ochel, eis shivasayam. Now in English, it's hard to translate that. Matzah ye'ochel, simply it would mean, seven days you should eat matzah. But the real translation is, Matzah ye'ochel, matzah should be eaten. Ye'ochel doesn't even mean should be eaten. Matzah should be given to be eaten. It's almost like should be fed. Eis shivasayamim, the seven days is the thing that needs to be fed the matzah. Matzah ye'ochel eis shivasayamim. You have to feed the seven days the matzah. So it's like feeding the days with matzah. So what does it mean to feed the seven days with matzah? Seven days are the seven emotions. Till now we were speaking about the intellectual experience. What, what comes as a result of one's, as we spoke earlier, one's understanding or the radiation? One gets emotionally excited. Now, when one has understanding, grasp, illuminate, deep, Bina, when one has Bina, Bina, as we said earlier, creates the emotion. Since Bina is in a, is in a, is in a state of what? Of yesh. I understand, I grasp. So when the emotions kick in, what kinds of emotions are these? Emotions that are, full of, are strongly ego. It's, it's I, you know, it's a, it, it creates strong ego I don't say ego, let's say egotistical emotion. I mean an emotion that has a lot of I in it. I want, I need. It can be a holy ego. But nevertheless, it's still full with self. Okay, and more than that, as much as there is ego in the mind, the ego gets intensified in the emotion. In the emotion, it's all about me. It's I, God is so great, I want to draw closer, I want to connect him, I want to be, have a relationship. When there is ego, when there is a big I, so then there is, here's the thing, there's a very big danger that that I can go... Now it's true, your I is in the right place. That ego is now directed towards God, but there can be, God forbid from that, a, a falling down, and that ego can later turn to all kinds of unholiness. And that's called the idea that the seven days, which are the seven emotions, from there there can be what we call Yenikov Achitzainim. The extraneous forces can derive, can derive what's called, again, um, nourishment and energy from... From, um, from, the, from the emotions. This is a general rule that we have to know. Is that all unholiness doesn't have their own energy. They don't really have their own. 
God created them and gave them the bare minimum of light, of, of chayas, of energy to exist. If they want to expand, they need to hijack the energy. They need to steal it. They have to rob it. They have to take it from holiness. And therefore, wherever there is more holiness, wherever there is a greater degree of holiness, you have, have to be guarded. Because there's a greater, there is a greater possibility that it would be taken away. So the seven, seven emotions in a human being, what does that mean? A human being means like this. From one's study, from one's learning, from one's uh, uh, um, understanding of things, as long as it's over there, there is, you know, that usually will not serve as a as a as some way as tr- tr- to transmit unholy behavior. You can study, you can learn, you can get great understanding of something. Uh, then later you can, God forbid, a person can go ahead and do all kinds of do, do ki- all kinds of. But that means ignoring. It's not that the energy of the of the information and, and the energy of the knowledge of the recognition in any way intensified that unholy unholy activity. It's that one can be disconnected. This can be this. this can... When you have holy passions, when you have holy feelings, when there is an emotion, being that an emotion is what there is more ego in the emotion, over there there can be a yanika of klipa from the very excitement. Which means, as we, we, spoke, we spoke about this the other day, sometimes we find that a person gets excited, wakes up with a holy, with, with, in the morning they daven, they learn, they, they increase a certain, they create within themselves a strong, fiery, fiery, uh, blazing uh, uh, um, a relationship with God. And a person can experience that. Then what happens sometimes is that from that very excitement, from that very in, in thing, that if it's not guarded, the intensity, the love to Hashem can, God forbid, turn into a lust, into something very unholy. And it's that same, and the source of it was a holy love. It began with fervor. It began with an excitement. But the heart opened up. See, the other person who didn't daven, so their heart remains clogged, the heart, so then they'll remain dull. And they can go around all day and be cold and indifferent and unimpressed with all kinds of things. Sometimes the very, the very passionate Jew, the very spiritual person, and, the, and, and it works two ways. First of all, there is, from within the person himself, being that there is all that energy, and the energy can leak into the wrong things. Secondly, the forces of unholy are trying to get to it, are trying to get the person to take that, in, that, that excitement and allow that excitement to get perverted into the wrong things, because then they get all that energy, all that godly energy that has been within the person directed, taken into the wrong places, and that strengthens them. Therefore, the seven emotions need a lot of protection. The seven emotions need... How do you protect it? When you bring bittel into a person's life, when you take the energy of chachma and you bring it into, into the bina, then what you're doing is you're protecting the emotions um, from getting... Because here's the thing. From bittel, there is no... There is no... There is no unholy... Um, from yeshus, from I love, I want, um, from a sense of beingness, a sense of, 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 of so that can be, can be corrupted, that can turn into an unholy pursuit, a holy, because there is an I there, so from now my focus is here, but then the focus can God forbid turn something else, but when I'm not, from that, from that bitl, from that nothingness, where can it go? That, that, that bitl doesn't lend, cannot, cannot doesn't have a a because there's no eye for it to go anywhere. There's an akin being a nikasachitzayne, 
And therefore, for that purpose, we say, The bittel has to be brought into the seven emotions. So you have to feed the matzah into the emotion. As he says over here, You have to give to, you have to feed the seven days. That they should be drawn, they should be fed from the Abba. It can know that it is known. It is known from Sphira that in the first week, these are the seven moichen of Abba, seven, seven transmissions of Abba. The moichen is drawn into the, all the seven emotions. And what is the importance of it, as we said before, in order to protect them, in order that there should not be a, a God forbid, a, 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 a leak into the wrong thing, you need, you need that protection. However, the problem, the question we began in the beginning of the Mimer is, why in Pesach Mitzrayim, when they went out of Egypt, there was only the mitzvah of one day. It wasn't for seven days. Now it's seven days. In Pesach Mitzrayim, I mean, I know In Pesach Mitzrayim, the Yisr Chometz was only one day. Now we need it for seven. And the reason is, let me show you, because in those over there, they had Moshe Naharim with them. Shehem Shneyem Ibchinas Abba. Moshe Naharim, their source was from the level of Chachim. The Layamish Amid Anon. And, 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 as, and as a result of that, See, they had Moshe Naharim with them. And we said before, the first night Pesach, there is this illumination of Moshe Generally, Yom Tif is a time of Bina. But, 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 but the eating the matzah, you draw down the Moshe of Ab. Fine. So there is that, that initial introduction of Moshe Naharim. The question is, how powerful and how strong is that Moshe Naharim drawn down and manifest in our lives in an open way? The first year when the Yidden went out of Mitzrayim, they had physical human beings who embodied the, em- the energy, facilitated the energy of Abba. Their entire being. What did Moshe Naharim say? We are what? The power of what? They were the, 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 the physical manifestations of Chachma in this world. Moshe Rabbeinu had was totally, Moshe Naharim was totally egoless. His words weren't his words. Everything he did was, was total God, divine transmission. He had no self whatsoever. When you had people like that down here below, there was no problem with bittel amongst the Jews. Because whenever they saw them, it brought that bit. More than that, not only was Moshe Nahar in the temple, we had particularly, we had the clouds of glory. The Ananim, the, the clouds. The Ananim we know came in the schus, in the merit of Aharon. And they're called in the Zohar, they're called Ananim da Aharon. They're called the clouds of Aharon. Why are they called the clouds of Aharon? So here's the thing. The seven emotions that we spoke about before, now, remember, remember we mentioned that every, 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 every attribute is a composite. It contains within themselves all the others. So there is the emotions as the emotions exist. Each emotion existing as an emotion. But then there are the emotions as they exist in the intellect, in the mind. There are the seven emotions as they exist in Bina, for example. Then there are, even in the stage of Chachma, also has already emotions. Because the seven, each, there is the, 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 the Chesed of Bina, and there is the, 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 the Gevura of Bina. What is, the, what is, what is the, 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 the difference between the emotions as they are in, in, in Chachma or as they are in Bina? The emotions as they are in Bina is like a baby when, when it's in the mother. When the baby's in the mother, it has an identifiable existence. It's, it's, not a, it's not totally identifiable as when the baby emerges and is, and is a full-fledged human being. But it's still it's identifiable, at least there is, there is, a, there, there is a fetus there. When the, when the child is contained still within the father, within the mind of the father, within, over there there is, a, there is a child, there is the potential, but it has its, 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 
identityless at that stage. So the emotions as they are, emotions are called the children, we spoke many times. The emotions as they are in the state of Chachma are in total bittle digging emotions. Total nullified emotions. Also, the emotions on, those, on that stage is called makif and digi emotions. Makif digi emotions. In Bina, they're more in or pnimi, pnimi is digi emotions. Because we said before, pnimi means internalizing. Internalizing meaning something that is limited. Bina is already that process of internalizing. Chachma is still that stage of the energy as it's still higher, as it's still beyond. Therefore, the emotions of, 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 of Chachma, the chesed of Chachma, okay, and, the, and the, all the other emotions are called, they're, they're part of the makif, it's called makif the Chachma. Particularly, and that's why it's also called a cloud. What is a cloud? A cloud is a certain, it, 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 it's surrounding, it's something that surrounds you, but more than surrounds you, it's something that you, that it's blurry, not blurry, um, it, it's, it's a, there's a, there's no, there isn't a clarity. It's, it's a, a fog. Fogginess means it's, it's, you, you can't see clear yet. You can't, it's, st- it's still foggy. So the idea of, so we say like this, Aharon in particular, emotion Aharon both come from, from Chachma. Aharon particularly is associated with Chesed. Kohanim are associated with Chesed. Aharon is associated with Chesed. Now what's the difference between Aharon and Avram Avinu? Avram Avinu is the embodiment of Chesed. Aharon is also the embodiment of Chesed. What's the difference between Aharon and Avram? So Avram is associated with Chesed of Atzillus. Chesed already as it is the emotion of Chesed. Aharon is associated with, not the emotion of Chesed, he's associated with Chesed the Abba. Meaning Chesed as it is in the stage still in the Father in, in, in Abba. Makif, Chesed. That's why Ahava, Ahava, Aharon is associated with Chesed Beligvo, infinite kindness. Because in the stage of Abba, it's still, it's still infinite. Aharon is also has the word that we spoke another time. Aharon was buried where? Horahar, the mountain on top of the mountain. Because mountain is chesed, is a, is a, symbolizes a mountain. Because love is like something protruding outward. Kindness protrudes outward. So Horahar is within chesed. It's the, it's the, it's the infinite a- aspect of chesed. It's Aharon, Aharon actually has the word in him, Har in him, which is Chesed. It's Chesed in its pristine stage while it's... So now, we're saying like this. The seven days are... Pesach night is the Yamshacha from Chachma. The seven days following, from the mission days, are the seven emotions of Chachma. Particularly the first day, is which, is which emotion? Is the emotion, is the, is the Midah of... It's Chesed of, because the seven days, the first one is Chesed. So it's chesed of, of Chachma. In the Midbar, when they had Moshe Naharin with them, and they had Aharon draw down the clouds of glory, so he brought down the Makif and the Abba. These, these, this, that very high level, supernal level called Makif and the Abba. When there is Makif and the Abba, as we said before, where does Klippa thrive? Where is there room for Klippa to get in? Where there is ego. Where there is yashus, where there is where there where there is bina, that that's the source. That's where they can come. And where there is chachma, where there is makif. It mm-hmm. says in, in the kabbalistic term, which reads like this: Or makif The the light of makif blinds the chitzaynim, and the reason is simple: because the light of makif refers to God's light as He is, leaving no room for ego. What is the whole point of klipa? Klipa is, it's, 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 it's detached from God and it's full of itself. It doesn't want to recognize its, 
submissiveness, its, its, its source in, in the divine. It wants to do its own thing. It's that, that, that's the, that's the, the, the staple of Klippa, is its, is its, is its, its ego. Therefore, in a, in a in Bina, where Bina already leaves room already for something other than God, it leaves room for certain beingness. So, of course, Bina is very holy, but from that, ultimately, 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 can, it can result through the whole order of Ishtalshus, can arose Klippa. So where there is an Amshach of Oer Abba, of Matzah, as we said before, that keeps the Yenikas Chatzainim away. In the Midbar, when they had Moshe and Aaron, and they had the cloud of glory, which represented the Oer of Makif, of Chesed, of, of, Bina, of, of, of Chachma, that blinded the Chitzainim. That's why it also says that what did the clouds do? It killed the, 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 the scorpions and the snakes, the snakes and the scorpions. That was one of the jobs of the clouds. Because why did the snakes and the scorpions... They're the embodiment of the poisonous of Klippa and so forth. So just the cloud marching in the midbar disseminated and killed all those things. There was no possibility of Yenika Sachitzainim from them, from them coming in. However, in our days where we don't have Moshe and Aaron with us, and we don't have the clouds of glory, so there isn't such a powerful manifestation of Moish and the Abba. There is the first night, that's in the, but there isn't that, that powerful manifestation in, in the entire experience. So we have to do something directly to make sure the Klippa doesn't get in. Which means, in other words, that from that rebirth on Pesach, from that newness, from that credible spiritual energy that we get on Pesach, God forbid it shouldn't leak into, into, into unholy things. And if a person, I mentioned before, a person looks carefully, looks in their own life, they can see that if they're not careful, and when they have these moments of, of, of great spiritual heights, and great energy flows through them, afterwards there's great danger of, God forbid, this, of falling far lower than they've ever been. Because Kalipa tries to get you, right at that moment. So you've got to be very careful. And how are you careful? By bringing bittle into it. In other words, it means, so what does it mean to bring bittle into it? A simple word, just to have it. We mentioned this last week. Doing things that you don't want to do, and that are not necessarily part of your thing, your spiritual experience. You go ahead and you do a mitzvah, even though you're lazy, you're tired, you've, you've, you've already done your davening, you've had your thing, and you go that extra mile, you break yourself. Bringing that bitl, and that, that gives that motion, that, that, nah, but let's read it inside. The cloud of These are the makif of Abba. And the Onan was killing, killed the snakes and the scorpions. Because the Makif blinds the Chitzayim. They can't have a Yenika. Therefore, my grandfather, by the way, it's an interesting thought, idea, that my, my, my great-grandfather was once, right before the war, was called by the previous Belzer Rebbe, of Aaron of Bel. And he, this is, this is uh, um, Shabbos Shkolim, Tafresh Tzadik Test, um, the year before, it goes, it's around March time, in 1939. So it's a half a year before the war. He was called in by the, he came Shabbos Golem to the Belzer Rebbe. And the Belzer Rebbe said, the eighth I see that there's a tremendous uh, danger to the Jewish people. And, um, these were his words. From the time that the Jewish people were formed as a nation, there has never been such a, a, a threat, such a danger for the Jewish people. And therefore, um, we, you, you, I, I, I want to send you 
as a shliach of mine to the Zion, to the, to the burial site of Rebbe Lamelech of Lezensk. And I want you to daven over there that the, the Russia should have a mapala, that, the, that the, 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 the evil one should be defeated. And um, he says, Be'etzim, I should go myself. Really, I should go myself. But for whatever reasons, I can't go. And therefore, I'm sending you to be my messenger. But he said, when you go there, don't, say, don't mention him by his name. Because if you mention by his name, he can have a yanika. Those were the words. As you go to such a holy place, just by saying his name, that gives him access to that, to that holiness. And Klippa doesn't have, as we said earlier, it doesn't have its own energy. It must steal it. It must take it from... From, from where it is. And that's why it says, the, it says, the Gemara says that the Yetzirah leaves, the evil inclination leaves the, the Goyim alone, doesn't bother them, and it goes after the Jews. The Jews have a Yetzirah to sin. The Goyim sin without the Yetzirah. They don't even have the passion. A Jew. The more closer a Jew is to Torah and Mitzvah, the more the lusts, the more the Yetzirah comes and tries to pull them in the other direction. It says even more, the more one studies the esoteric part of the Torah, meaning the closer one is to the inner shmaltz, to the inner light of Torah, the more than that, the greater the danger. Because the more there is an energy, the more there is a, a, a pull in the wrong, because there there can be more, more chayah. El therefore, but, so, but there they had no problem, because they had Moshe Nahar, that bitl was there. El therefore, and simple words, and if anybody thought he was a somebody, he took one look at Moshe, and that was the end. He realized that, El therefore, it was enough for them. It was enough drawing down the Moichan the first night. But for the future generation, Zion Yom and Toichel Matzis. Seven days you have to eat Matzis and Makomokim. Nevertheless, but he says interesting. Nevertheless, it's not that we have a mitzvah to eat Matzis seven days. I mentioned this in the beginning of the class. You don't have to eat Matzis seven days. You just now have to eat Chametz. The main thing is, well, because what's Chametz? Chametz is the ego. That eating the matzah, meaning accentuating the bitzel, is not so important as much as not allowing the ego to blow up. Shaloyim yanik, ava matzah, but matzah moichin da'ab, da'ib alay l'rishayim. It's enough the first night. Be'erif toichlu matzah. In the evening you eat matzah. Shekava yakasav chayim. Why is that? Ki yoyimam yitzav Hashem chastai. Now why the first day dafka, and then you don't need the others? Matzah in terms. If matzah, if matzah is this energy of bitzel, and we really need to bring this into all the emotions, so it should be a mitzvah to eat matzah all the seven days. The answer is, because the primary emotion is, is, is chesed. Chesed is the root of all the other emotions. It says, Yoimam Yitzav Hashem Chasta. Yoimam Yitzav The day that goes with all of them. Chesed is called Yomam. Yoim, all, all the seven emotions are called Yoim. Yoimam is referring to chesed. Particularly the chesed as it's still in the level of chachma. That's when it's called yoimam. Because there it includes all the other six. That one day it includes And therefore by, it's interesting. By Aharon's, by, by the clouds of glory it also says. What does it say over there? It says. It doesn't say yom. It says yoimam. What is the idea of yoimam? Yoim means light. Chesed. Yoimam means Chesed, when Chesed is still in a Makkah state. That's why it's hinted to in the Mem. What does the Mem mean? The Mem shows on a Makkah, a circle. The, the, the Mem Sofit, the end Mem. Shows on a Makkah light. Also, the word Yom Mum is Lashon Rabin. Plural. 
when do we say chesed includes all the other six emotions? Only when chesed is in a stage of ma'at. It's amazing. It's by drawing the energy into chesed, you've already influenced all the other seven emotions. That's what we need, particularly the amshach of ma'at, after the first day. You don't need it all as much in the old early days. Okay, so hine, based on that, nimtza comes out, kibez ma'at So we have really two inyanim and ma'at. The first night, the matz of the first night, chayva, that's an obligation. Or matzah shall call yemei Pesach, and then there's the matzah of all the other days of Pesach. Because he has a two, two separate inyanim. One matzah is to, 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 to link the Jew with God himself. In chachma oirein soif shayre b'chachma, the infinite light dwells in chachma. So to link the Jew with Hashem himself, not to any of our, our conceptions of him. But to connect the Jew, to plug him into Hashem himself, you need matzah, that's the first night. That you could, can't do without, even they, in Mitzrayim, couldn't do without it. That was, the, that was the connection, that was the bond. However, then there's another problem. You have to assure that whenever there is this great, can you imagine, when you have this great introduction of light, what do you think Klippa is going to do? All the flies and all the bugs will come swarming around the person. The person will be a, a, a draw for all this because this is where you can get the energy. Particularly if the Bina kicks in and there is yeshus. If there is yeshus, meaning a sense of beingness out of it, over there the person can fall into the lowest, to the lowest place. So there's a second Indian. It's a whole separate thing. In order to protect that there should not be a derived, klipa should not derive from here, you have to draw the matzah in to envelop, to protect, to close up the holes. They shouldn't leak. It's a separate thing in Ahmad. So that's why we say in that God, Matzah On the second aspect of Matzah, he says like this. When we ask the beginning of the Matzah, we say the Matzah that we eat, eat is because the Matzah, it says it's because our fathers, their, their bread didn't have time, didn't become Chametzik, because they rushed out of Matzah and didn't become Chametzik. So we ask in the beginning, wait, weren't they commanded to eat Matzah? So he said, that commandment was only the first night. But the seven days came about because it didn't. That's the whole point. There's two matzahs. The matzahs of the first night, they were commanded. Because, just like we are commanded, it's that initial attachment to the Oyer Abba, to the light of, of Chachma, to the infinite, to give the Amuna in the Jew, to give that connection to God that transcends your mind. That is the first night. But then, the question is, can it become Chametzik? Can the Yeshus, can the ego kick in and, and, and then, God forbid, it can become an unholy, and it, can be, it can be perverted in the wrong place. So therefore we say like this. By them, it couldn't become chametz. Why couldn't it become chametz? How can it become chametz? Because mice and Aharon were there. So by them, it couldn't, then, the, the, the klipa couldn't come. It couldn't happen. Chametz represents the klipa, the ego and so forth. That couldn't happen because of the intense revelation. Because Makif and the Abba, because those, those encompassing energies of Abba were so intense that it wasn't possible for, for it to become Chametz. Us, since by us that, that illumination is not as intense because we're lacking Moshe and the, and the clouds of glory. Therefore, for us, we have, to, we have to eat Matzah seven days to accomplish what, what, which by them was accomplished automatically, effortlessly, because of the revelation that was then. Our forefathers didn't have to have the second matzah. Because by them, they were allowed to have chametz. Because even their ego wouldn't have been dangerous. Because even the ego would have been, would have been kept in check. Why? 
because it was dominated with the with the light of, of Moshe Naharim. Kol Yemei Pesach, Kenis Kenel. Achzeh Hoya Etzla Memela. By them it was automatically. Why was it automatically? As we said earlier, because of Moshe Naharim. But more than that, you know why it was automatically? Yes, it wasn't. Again, let's chas v'shalom. Moshe Naharim and clouds of glory don't do the trick on their own. It's because they transmit the infinite light because they're ma, because they're bottled. It's not because Chas V'Shalom idolizing Moshe. Moshe and Aaron, they were so great. It's not them. It's because of what they transmitted, what they brought down. And that's the idea of Anachnu Ma. And that's the idea we say, What's the language we use over there? The king, the king of kings was revealed upon them. What is that idea? No. He says, that's the idea of Melech Malchei Amlachim. Melech Malchei Amlachim, the king, the king of all kings, means the revelation of the infinite. Why? This that God is called the king, the king of kings. What is the simple meaning? Kings, the simple kings are the kings down here below. The, the uh, physical kings, mortal kings down here below. in this world. They're the Malachim. When we say God is Malchem Malachim, the King of Kings, Hamasarim El Yainim, are the supernal ministers, Shabitzvah Hamarim, that are in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the heavenly hosts, Moshekasev B'Daniel, as it says in Daniel, Simin Yud, the Sar Malchus Paras, the, the, the ministering angel of Paras. So each each country has its ministering angel above. They're called Malche. They're the kings above. And Hashem is Nelech Malchem Lachem. He's a king over the ministering angels who in turn rule over the kings down here below. That's a simple meaning. And what's the deeper meaning why he's called This is referring to God's way. The way Hashem transmits His light and His energy to the world is through the process of Melech Malchem That is the Esser Sephiris are called Melech Malchem Lachem. Why? Are they as a spheres? Hashem conducts all the affairs through the ten attributes. Hamalachim hem nehi. The malachim are netzachod yisod. They're called malachim. They're called the kings because they're they're the ones who are in direct influence over in conducting the dashpa, the, the flow of light into the world. They're from netzachod yisod into malchus and then through there. So that's malachim. Malche, the kings of, is a higher level. So malche hem chagas. Malche is chesed gevurit teferes. It's called Malchim. It's a stage higher. Melech Malchim Hamlochim. It's Chabad. Chachma bin Adas is the king over it. Haina Chabad. And, and he explains that also has to do with what we said before. We spoke that Melochim are the kings in this world. And then the ministering angel says, Kiba Oilam because in, in the. In the now, why are these three things called various different levels of Malchus? Is because the, these. Three levels of the Esser, of, 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 of these three stages in the Esser spheres are what dominate in the three realms of the three worlds. Kiba Oilamasi in our physical world, Ma'irim Chenet Nehi. Netzachod Yisod are the, the primary uh, force of energy within, within, within the within Oilamasi. Ba'oilamayitzira in the world of that's why it's a world of action. Netzachod Yisod is about action. Ba'oilamayitzira in the world of Yitzira is a world of emotion. Meir Chagas, over there it illuminates Chesed Gurit Ferret. That's why. What is the pri- what is the primi- primary experience in that world? It's it's the divi- it's the emotions. The angels are extremely emotional beings, intense emotions. 
in the world of Abriya, what, what illuminates in the world of Bria, which is already connected to Chabad, is, is the divine, is, is, and that's why is, is the, is the, in, in the, uh, God's intellectual faculties. That's why in the world of Bria, we have Gan Eden. Gan Eden is a place of great, great uh, comprehension. Ah, however, but that's all part of the creation. Melech, Melech, Ach, and which is the highest of the world, which is still the world of godliness. Meir, Over there, is the, is the one place where we're dealing already higher than creation. Over there is radiating the light of Chachma, God as He is. Because in Chachma the infinite is present. Because He is called Melech Malchei Hamalach, the King, the King of Kings. And, and so, even though it's interesting, even though He mentioned a second ago that Melech is associated with Chabad and that's associated with Bina, and Bina is the rule, rule dominates in, in, in the world of Bria. But Chabad also includes Chachma. So it's Chachma. Chachma is the energy in, in, in Atzil. The Gilu Chachma who Gili or And the Gili of Chachma is the revelation of the light of Abba. Shenigla b'pchenaz Gilu. This was revealed in a revealed way. Lefikach, as we said earlier, when the oil of Abba is revealed, when the energy, when there's an illumination of Abba, memeila lo yaniach lahachmitz. Then they can't become chametz. It's impossibility. There's no, there's no possibility for chametz. There can't be a yanika because when there is bittel, when there is, let me put it this way, you know, um, wherever there is government money, there is a lot of, there is a lot of, um, there's a lot of more than waste. Besides waste. There is a lot of, 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 of uh, scams and a lot of, there's a lot of people that get rich off the government. As, as the money goes out, whether it's in the, in the schools and this and that, there is, all, all this stuff gets, gets what is it, what's the right word for it? It gets, um, <laughs> it gets, it gets, uh, no? Yeah, it gets, yeah. And that's embezzled. There is an embezzlement of money of, of, of government funds always on. That is where, once the money gets trickled down away, but it, when, it, when we're dealing with the front of the king itself, and that's where the clippers come along, meaning all these, all these uh, thieves and, 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 and corrupt people who steal the money into their own things. The king is giving it for good purposes. But it gets, it gets them. But right in front of the king itself, no one would have the audacity to come and steal the money right over there. Because if it's not in the king, it's, there's, there's only the king's wish. It's only as, as it goes out of the palace, as it goes into place, distances over there where the king is. So there you can already begin to bribe and to make all kinds of things and start handling and mumbling with the money in a way that is not, uh, not, not kosher. But in front of the king, it wouldn't happen. That's the difference. In as the oil trickles down through whole say the restaurant, it's not in front of the king. It's not in front of the king. Klippa can come in. There is it. When there is when there is the king himself, Klippa runs for their life. They can't stand in the presence of that infinite light and be over there and steal. So that's that. So that's why it. The first year there was the revelation of Melech Malchei Amlochim. Melech Malchei Amlochim in Niglalek. The revelation was from the highest, from beyond the Shalshalus. The revelation was it couldn't become Chametzik. Ikomoshakosav as also says Yirei Hashem Biniyu Melech. There is a, a verse that reads, Fear God, my son, my son, Shlomo Melech says, My son, fear God and fear the king. The simple meaning is, 
Yisbarach. Just like you're commanded to fear God, even if you don't see God. And through this you're going to separate, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to um, keep away from sinning. So you will need, you will need to, 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 to be afraid of the king that rules in the land. You should put the king's image in front of your face. Even if you don't see him. Simply saying, in order that you don't get into trouble with the government, so remember, remember that there is a king even if you don't see him. And by this you're going to save yourself from getting into trouble with the king. And this is the way he interprets it in Kada Kemach in Erech Yir over there. However, there's another meaning in the verse. That the word Melech doesn't mean referring to the king. You can read the word Melech. Fear God, my son, and rule. You should rule, not fear the king. My son, be afraid of God, and rule. What is the meaning of that? In order for you to and rule over your Yetzirah. Simply it means like this. If you're serving God only out of love, not of fear, love is associated more with you, your ego. You love. Then what is, you're not going to dominate over your Yetzirah. Because when there is yeshes, when there is beingness, so then again, then that, that's room for disaster. But when you have yiras Hashem, fear of God, fear is bittel, bittel gives you the ability of to conquer over Yetzirah, automatically. Both interpretations are true. In other words, the two Purushim in the word Melech. Melech means by, rec- by experiencing Melech, the king. Melech, Malchei Hamlachim, like we said earlier. Particularly Melech refers to not Malchei Melachim. It refers to the level of, of God as God is infinitely bigger than you. The level of Chachma. Hashem's truth fully pronounced. That brings Bittel. And when there's Bittel, automatically there is no Chametz. You will rule over your Yetzirah. One will not be drawn over physical uh, loss. As a result of fear in the bit. The same idea, because the Yetzirah is Chametz. As it says, We say, God, save us from the despicable one and from the violent one. So you see that Yetzirah is called Chametz. And therefore... Since the revelation of God was revealed upon them, as I then, automatically there was no chametz. When there is bittel, there's no yetzahar. No, that was by them. We need, to, we need to proactively do this. Bring the bittel in because the bittel is not automatic. This is an obligation of our generation. We have to feed the seven days, the seven emotions to be fed with bittel. Because in these emotions there is a dominance of the Yetzirah. Because the breaking of the vessels were in the Zion Tatoin, were in the seven emotions. We spoke about this other times, we're not going to get into that now. That the, 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 the danger of, 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 of sinning or the danger of Kleep is far more stronger in the emotions because that's where the breaking, the shattering of the vessels were. Alkin, therefore, that's why we need to draw into them the bitl and the mat. Oh, so now, by the way, just, I mean, the Alter Rebbe doesn't say it in this minor, 
but in the very same Mimer as it is as it is revealed somewhere else, he explains the verse as follows. That in that statement of the Agadah that we say, it's hinted to both matzahs, both levels of matzah. The matzah of that, we're, that they were obligated to draw down the Ur Ab and the matzah of protection. Both, both stages of matzah are hinted to in that statement. The first statement is like this. The matzah that we eat now tonight, it's not a question. It's not why are we eating it, for what. No, it's in order to get the what. As he said one time, the watishkeit. That energy of what? That energy that is undefinable, that connection to God that has no limits. Al Shummah. That's to get the Ayur the, Abba, the light of the Father, the light of, of Chachma, the light of the infinite. That's why we eat this matzah. That's number two. Now, why do we continue eating matzah the whole week? That is Al Shalom. Their chametz, their, their thing couldn't become chametz. By then there was such a potent revelation of Melech, Malchai, and Lachim. As we said earlier, through Moshe and Aharon, which kept that in a very conspicuous, absolute powerful way. So therefore it couldn't become Chametz. And therefore we have to continue eating the Masa because to continue this into the emotions where there was a danger of the ego. And on this first level of Matzah, Nemar, it says, as a result, we say, we say about this matzah, we say, Shanema, we continue on that, in that very statement. We say, Matzah um, Hashem, and it says, Shanema, Hashem, no, we don't say it over there. I don't think it's that part. But in regards to matzah b'chlal, in the Agadah we say this, I'm not sure if we say it in that piece, but it says over there, Bavurzeh, for the sake of this, Asa Hashem Li, God has done for me, and the Gemara Darshans, what does it mean, Bavur Zeh? This is the answer that we give to the child. It says when the, when the, when the child is going to ask you, what is this all about? The Russia, the wicked child, will ask you, what is this all about? So what do you say to the wicked child? You say, uh, what do you mean, what is it all about? It's for the sake of these mitzvahs. Bavur Zeh, for, this, for the Avoda Hazos, that we serve God, God has done for me. God has done for me when he took us out of Egypt. And the Chazal learned out, what does Bavur Zeh mean particularly? At the time that you have Matzah and Matzah in front of you. Which means, you point to the Matzah and you say, Bavur Zeh, because of this, God did for me. So what is the, what is the idea? Bavur Zeh, Bishosh HaYesh Matzah Mar. The time of Matzah. Shabavur Amshachas Matzah Otsa Havaya Havaya did for me. What is the, what's the point? It's exactly the same like this. This is amazing. The whole Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim came because of Nigla Aleya Melech Malchem Lachem. There was that incredible revelation. Why draw down that revelation? The Matzah we said before is the way we connect to that Oyer Abba. So we say Babur Zeh because of the Matzah. Otsa Havaya. Havaya is that transcendent light, God as He is. Elohim, Bina is associated with Elohim already. We spoke earlier. Havaya is mainly connected to Chacham. So Havaya, Havaya Li, in order that Havaya should transmit the light of Havaya to me, it came through the mass. But the main Chiddush is not just Havaya Li. Sometimes there is a, there's a transmission from Bina that also comes down. 
What is the, the main point over here is Asa Havayali, not that God did for me, but that Havaya came down Asa into, into the world of Asiya. Havaya did to me. What does that mean? Pidish. In order for the Jews to be redeemed from Mitzrayim, it wasn't enough for the, for, for, for the upper, higher realms of existence to be illuminated with divine radiance. The miracle had to take place literally, physically in front of Parah's eyes. So there had to be a Gilead Lakus, there had to be a revelation of godliness in here in our physical world. Asahavaya li. Li means me, me as I am here, in my physical body, in our world. Asa. There had to be the Gilu and Asa in the world of Asiya. How can such a lofty spiritual revelation come down, Asa, down here below? That is because of the Matzah. Shem Avaya came down, down here in a physical, in a physical action. In our physical world. How is it possible that this great light should come down so low until it should be drawn to me as I am in a physical body? I find myself in a physical body in Mitzrayim. Not only does a Jew, was a Jew, were they physical, but they were in Egypt. They were in the lowest place. How can there be a gili of Avaya to come down so the only way there could have been such a, a divine mission is because of the math. Why? Here's the thing. Bina, and go back to what we learned in the beginning of the mind. Bina is the source of the whole hierarchy of creation. Here, for every transmission of Bina, Bina's light is limited. It's limited that what? That it can only illuminate where? In the upper realms, in the higher worlds, it can't illuminate down here in the lower world. It could illuminate. But it can trickle down. It can come down. It's like one idea, cause and effect. It goes through progression. Cause, one thing causes the next, the next thing causes the next. Slowly it trickles down. So definitely, any revelation of Bina cannot reach Olam Hagashmis with the same intensity, with the same radiance as it is in Atsilis, as it is up there. It's, it's impossible. Because it's, 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 a, it's a revelation that is limited it needs a vessel, it needs a recipient that can receive it. We said earlier, remember we looked in the beginning of the mind, there is darkness, there is light, there is higher levels of light, higher levels of light, higher levels. Where did we say there is no differentiation between light and darkness? There is no difference, even the highest and the lowest are equal, absolutely equal, because no one can facilitate him. No other light. That's in the Eira Chachma. Chachma is kechashecha ka'ira, like light, like darkness. There is no difference. So Bav or Zeh, it's precisely because of the matzah. The matzah represents the, the energy of Chachmah. It's for the sake of matzah that Asa, Havaya, Li, that Havaya was able to come down and Asa, in the world of Asiya, lead to me down here below. And without that revelation, Yitzhiz Mitzrayim could have only been from there. And therefore, he says, um, Chachmah stems from a place called Ayat. It comes from the supernal nothingness that it can't be defined and therefore it can't, it's infinite. And it can't be restricted and it can't be limited to any, to any realms. It's beyond, say the Rishtar Over there it says, like darkness, like light. So who cares if our physical world is dark? This has no, lim- has no restrictions. 
and it equal it equalizes katan kegadol the higher and the low. That's why it can be that the light should descend down here below in the physical world. And the idea is behold it says I will I will pass over the land of Egypt. God says, I will pass over the land of Egypt, I and not an angel. Veloy Saraf and not a fiery a fiery being. Uh, I am not a, and not a we say it in, in the Agada and I am not a messenger I am not, not anyone else so what is what, what, what is the emphasis over here that's the whole point because these, these three things we say I am Sarah, Anivaloy Shliach is these three dimensions. Malach, the lowest level, we know there are Malachim in the world of Asiya. The world of Asiya is not only a physical reality, there's a spiritual counterpart to our world, there's angels there. Malach, Anivaloy Malach. The, the angels in the world of Yetzirah are called Srafim, because they burn. We said it's the world of emotion. Over there, there is fiery burning, they're called Srafim. Angels in the world of. of, of um, of Bria called Shlichei Hashefa. They're the Meshulachim. They're the angels, the angel Meshulachim. So they're the, they're the ones in the world of Bria. So all three levels of angels, Hashem says in the highest angels, it's not them. However, deeper than that, it's not only the angels, it's talking about the energy, the divine energy in these three worlds. It's not coming from Nehi, Nehi, Netzachod Yisod. It's not coming from Chagas which is called Saraf. It's the emotions that are burning. It's not even coming from the level of Malach, from the level of... the level of what's higher than that, Ani V'loy Ashliach, Chagas, Chabad, It's Ani Ta'orein Tzayf. It's the infinite one himself, as he is unenclosed. He's not enclosed in anything. V'chein, as he says, Shehein B'chein Ezbiyah. V'chein Ba'atzilis Atzma, and Atzilis itself. Yesh B'chein Ezbiyah. There's Biyah of Atzilis. There's Briya, Yetzir and Atzir of Atzilis. Shahamalchus Nikrasiya. Malchus is called action Shabbatia. The Chagas is called Chagas is called um, um, the emotion it's called the it's called the um Sarah. Ubina Ham Yetzira Briya Datsilas. These are Yetzira Briyamas. Bizao Gam Kane Pidish Aniboy Malach Ayanana Malach. Shah Malchus Nikragam Kane Hamalach. Malchus is called Malach when it says Hamalach Hago Elosi. Was Yaakov speaking about an angel that, that it's a little funny when you read there. Suddenly Yaakov is saying, the angel who redeemed me from my father, he will protect you. Since when are we, are we so excited about angels? It's not the angel. We leave the angels for those who make these pictures with all kinds of flying angels. They're going to be busy with the angels. We don't, we're, we're interested in God, not in the angels. But why is, it, why is Yaakov saying, Hamalach HaGoelosi? So who is the Malach? That's the Shechina, the Malach. The level of God that's called the Malach. Uh, Elan, but over here it was not the Malach, not, I myself. This is true, drawing down the light of Abba, the root of Chachma. This is Atzilus of Atzilus. This is him himself. Since Eretz Mitzrayim was a place of impurity, so here's the thing Mitzrayim is not a vessel for any spiritual illumination, for any light. It's not a vessel. 
not a container. So any, any light of God that has been tailored to fit into a vessel can come there. What is Bina, we said? Bina is Hashem is transmitting to a recipient. It's right, it's not a recipient. If it's not a recipient, then you can't, nothing can come there. But if we're dealing with light of God that is not tailored for a recipient, it's not meant for a recipient. It's, the, it's, it's him as he is, not, not, not adjusting. It's, it, it, it's the revelation of God himself, not meant so it can come anywhere. It doesn't need a recipient. That's the point. Since Mitzrayim was so low, it can only, it has to be a very high supreme. That even darkness can't make dark. And like darkness, like light. That's the, that's the energy of Abba, father and not the mother. Because that which can, to be sure there is that which God transmits through the Malach. And there is that's what he transmits through the shliach. That's why it's called the shliach. But that's only when he's transmitting already a reduced light. The, the light of Ishtalshalos, the, the, the progressive light, that passes through the malach, the shliach. Even though even that comes from him. Nothing originates in the malach. And the malach is only a messenger. He's like the clay in the hands of the, of the, um, of the former that which is drawn through the Malach Vishliach, whom in Makar say the Rishnalashlus, is from the root of the order of, of a hierarchy of creation. Shemibchinazu from this level, this can come down step by step. And then it closes itself in the Malach which isn't the case when we're dealing with an Amshacha coming from beyond the Shtalshalus. The Malach can't be a messenger for this revelation. The Malach couldn't pray, God bypass. That's also the idea of Pesach. Pesach means he leaped. He leaped over the whole progression. He came directly from the infinite. He came directly from the infinite down to this world. What did he leap over? He leaped over the door. He leaped over the, the doorway. The doorway means the general channel through which the light progresses step by step. He bypassed the whole thing. As he, he <coughs> circumvented or went around the whole system. But now the question is like this. If we already say, If we already say, I am not a malach, And we say, And I am not a Right? So these are all the intermediates. These are all the levels of the Esser Spheres. So then we conclude, we say, Anihu, I am Veloy Acher, and not another. So who is the other over here that we're excluding now? Who are we excluding already? Once we said already, Ani. So here is where the Mimer gets excited. This is it. So whoever survived till here, this is where it is. So here's an Anihu Veloy Acher. The guys just left. Why they leave? What is the idea of Ani Veloy Acher? So here's where the Alter Rebbe says, let's read over here. The Achlahav, we need to understand. Masha Kosov, what is it he's saying now? Ani Hu Veloy Acher, I am the one and not another one. The Mekiv and Shekvar Pirish, since he already explained, Loy Ayyadei Malach, since he explained already not through a Malach. Veloy Ayyadei Saraf and not through a Saraf, Veloy Ayyadei Ashliach, not through a Shliach. Imke Mihu Acher, who is this other one? That he has to say now, Oid, Ani Veloy Acher. 
I and not another one. Who is this other one that we have to exclude now? The Indian who the Alter Rebbe is saying now something so awesome. The idea is as follows. Kihine, oh, let, 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 me, let me preface this. We spoke before that, that, there, that God forbid that there can be an embezzlement. The embezzlement is the forces of Klippa when, whenever there is an influx or a, or a, or a transmission of, of godly light, there can be an embezzlement that can go to the wrong place. So you have to protect it. Klippa comes and seeks where there is a leak, where there is yesh, and then where it can, where it can take. But then here's another. It says that Klippa has another, another source of, of energy. Besides Klippa coming and trying to, like little jackals who like to steal food, wherever they, you know, they see the jackals, when, when animals are taking, they come and they always, they got nothing, they're stealers. So Klippa works like that, they steal. But besides Klippa stealing from the low, there's another place where Klippa can take its, its energy. Kalipa can come and take its energy, the unholy can come and siphon up energy, precisely from the highest place. We spoke before, from what? From that very Ein Sof, that we spoke before, we said earlier, is what cuts the Kalipa down, and what destroys them, and what doesn't allow them to come, because it's, a, it's a, the king himself, and they wouldn't have the audacity to stand in front of the king with their chutzpah and this and that. So you need what? And it, it's precisely that light that causes bittel. And in bittel, where there is bittel, there is no klipa. Klipa, as we said, thrives on the ashes. Here's the thing. That itself becomes, that very place, becomes a whole new threat. What's the new threat? Um, what's the threat? Klipa can either take from the leakage at the bottom of a keli, the bottom of the vessel, whatever is leaking, if there's a hole, and they can come there and take. The other place they can go is, they can reach to a place where there's light beyond vessels. And over there they can also take from. What does that mean? That very place where God has not yet, hasn't yet um, adjusted himself in any way to the creation. God is in an infinite self. What significance does creation have? What significance does virtue, merit, have? If we're dealing with a place that light and darkness is the same, so why give life to the light, to the good over the evil? Why? Once God already adjusts himself, pays attention to the creation, comes down and says, you know what, this is what I want. I want, I want a creation. And this is what I decide is good. And this is what I decide is bad. There, there's already extreme discrimination. The good receives, the bad doesn't get. And if the bad needs to take, it can get at the bottom, 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 but I'm not giving them. Um, and if they, but from the place where God is so transcendent, where he's beyond, where he's beyond any, any logic, any rational, anything beyond the definitions of good and bad, holiness and unholy, beyond, 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 beyond it all. So precisely because he's so beyond, Kalipa can come and it's not, it's not a, a, what's it called again, a, a, um, not a leakage, it's not a, they're not, they're not, they're not, you could say they're not abhorrent on that level. On the lower level where God already adjusts himself to the creation to decide this is good and this is bad, but on those levels of such transcendence, 
Everything is the same. So just like Kedusha can come and take, there's no, there's no superiority to the holiness over the unholy, to the good over the bad. So here's the thing. It's, pre- it's precisely what stops. It's a very, I, was, I was struggling with this for a long time this week. But then I realized it works something like this. It's precisely what stops the leaking from the keli. Meaning, the other way of klipa is God gives it to us, to the holy recipient, to the realms of holiness. The problem is the holy also has a little bit of an ego. That ego can ultimately end up being, let's just say, embezzled and get, get uh, perver- perverted in the wrong thing. So that, how do you, circ- how do you, how do you uh, 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 stop that? By bringing total bittle into the ashes. That the, the place of ego should be totally nullified. How is it nullified? If it's receiving a light that is adjusted to it, it doesn't get nullified to that light. As we said earlier, that's what brings joy, simcha, expansiveness, yeshes. The only way it gets totally nullified is that if it experiences an energy of God that completely transcends it to the point that it has no, no relationship to that place, no way of grasping it, so that completely overwhelms it and nullifies it. If it's nullified, it can't, it's totally nullified to God. How can it, it's like the guy who's standing in front of the king, the minister, at that moment he can't be bribed. At that moment he can't, because he's, he's completely gone by that revelation. He's standing, there's nothing but the king. It's precisely when we have that place, which is totally beyond creation, that Klippa has another way to come. Then they can come directly to the king. Because the king doesn't care at this place. Where does the king care when he's sitting on his throne already and he's, and he's giving, but that's already the king as his relationship to creation. So it's there they're coming from the bleakful oil. They want to take from the limitless light they want to take. And this is a much greater danger. Because over here the energy is literally infinite. If they're taking from an influx from the holy, if they're stealing from holiness, then they're stealing from the bottom. You say that's also dangerous because they're getting more than what they get. Then there's, put it this way, over there they're taking from the macablin. They're stealing. It's like the king gives and then ultimately the money will get to them. That's bad. But how much will get to them? How much can they steal? How much thievery can there be? It will get there, but it's bad. But, but can you imagine if they can come to a place where the king is totally not, doesn't care and he's just, the treasure is open, everybody take, it doesn't make a difference. Where he's beyond being affected by the good, the good boy or the bad boy. The one who's doing good or the one who's doing bad doesn't make a difference. Everybody can have. Now, in order to bring Bittal into the Kali, <laughs> you need the Yairaba. You need the light of the Father. Because if you don't have the Yairaba of the Abba, you have the leakage. But if you have the leakage, if you're drawing the Yairaba, if you're drawing this, this infinite light, over there is Kachashech HaKairah. Light and darkness is the same. And there's no discrimination. And there's no reason for him to favor, there's no favoritism. Because of the total insignificance of all of everything. So that's the problem. So that's what we find. Moshe Rabbeinu, when he evoked the Yud Gimel Midos Arachamin, after the Chet Egel, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu fell on his face. He fell on his face. And he prayed to God infinitely. This is interesting. He says to God, please, I'm asking you, don't dwell, don't make your Shechina dwell on, 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 on non-Jewish prophets. 
That's what it says in Rashi. Moshe fell on his face and he asked God not to let the Shekhinah dwell in the non-Jewish prophets. Only to the Jewish people. Don't I? Why did he do it right now after he evoked the Yud Gimel Midasarach? Because here's the thing. The Yud Gimel Midasarach is that infinite place. When do you evoke Yud Gimel Midasarach? Who needs Yud Gimel Midasarach? The sinner. Someone sins. God. There, there is Torah Mitzvah. And God says, I transmit my energy to you and to the world through... This is my will as expressed in the creation. I want you to do so and so. You deserve my light. You'll deserve my blessings. You'll deserve prosperity and so forth. That's the oir of Ishtalshalus. Torah Mitzvah is the way God chooses. That's the virtue of a person to deserve God's light. A sinner who wrecked the system. A sinner who wrecked his life. Who brought about all this is not no more a vessel to that light. And therefore doesn't deserve to get. God says you don't deserve. The only way the sinner t- can get is he, how does the sinner can, get, can, can rectify his sin? He has to get to a place in God where the sin doesn't matter. He has to get to a place where light and darkness is the same. Because from the level where God already lowered himself down to set up a system of virtue and merit and, and guilt and... and, 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 and um, and, and uh, evil when God set up that system from there you messed up the only way to get the Hamshach is to go to the place which is, which is still in where there it's Kachashech and over there the very sin can become a merit Zedoinus and that's Yud Gimel Midas Arachimim that on Elul Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur precisely but here's the thing if you go to the place where even the sin is okay because nothing over there is then Kalipa can get from the same place so, that very, so Moshe Rabbeinu was very scared at that moment. He knew he reached a very vulnerable place. He reached a place where, 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 where it's dangerous. Because this place is beyond virtue. Beyond all the merits of creation. And over there, the unholy can come. Haman wanted to reach that place. That's when he made this high thing. He, he threw the poor. Poor is, remember we mentioned this on Purim, is a place of equality. Where it can either go this way, the lot. There is no, there's no rationale. It can either fall this way. He might just win. God might just choose him over the Jewish people. <coughs> so that's the point of this thing. That's what he's saying. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu davened. What did he daven? Right after the Yud Gilad God, don't bestow your thing on, on the, on the Klippah. But this is a contradiction. If there is some favoritism, then it's not that place. Now here it's like it's really tricky. If it's really a place where there's absolutely no superiority of the holy over the unholy, the virtue over the unholy, so then, then why choose this over this? That's the trick. This Moshe Rabbeinu was able to accomplish that Yud Gimel Midas Arachmim that inherently are 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 beyond Torah and Mitzvahs and beyond all the virtue of the Jewish people, and therefore it's. We can say it's universally available for everybody. Should only come to, 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 to its Indian should only be drawn down to Yidden to the Jewish people and not to anybody else. Klippa should not be able to, God forbid, reach this place. Despite the fact that the whole reason we need it is because if we sin, opening up a pathway, it's like you know, you know, when the sun, you know, when, when others want to like run through the door with you, now they shouldn't come in. A door which essentially should let them in. But they can't come in. Let's read it inside. 
You understand a little better. Yeah. Even though Klippa can reach there, they can't take anything away? They can't reach there. They can't... In other words, it won't, it won't be drawn into them. They can't... We can't say it that way. They can't... They maybe can go there, but they can't... They can't carry it away. Yeah, can't carry it away. Can't take it. Achim he says, oh, let's go over here. No. We mentioned the 13 attributes of mercy. They're very high. They're revealed in the Baal Tshuva. The Tzaddik doesn't need it. The Baal Tshuva needs it. Since he already wrecked the, the, the system, how will it be rectified? Through these very high revelations, that is extremely high. Over there, it's light and darkness is the same. That's why after the sin of the eagle, when we didn't deserve anything, Moshe Rabbeinu evoked that place. Nothing mattered over there. The, the virtue of the forefathers, all that didn't work. Because it's beyond all merit. At that point, to correct the thing. What does it say? And it's interesting. It says Moshe rushed. The moment he touched upon that, that incredible place, he bowed down. Because what he saw was means long, long, long in, long to, what's the right word? The tolerance of God. He saw the infinite tolerance of Hashem. Long to get... And therefore he was afraid. Everyone, so he was afraid that it could be for the wicked too. And once he exposes that place, who knows what can God forbid happen? Moshe Rabbeinu opened up that place. Till then, cre- creations couldn't reach there. It was closed. Moshe Rabbeinu opened up a whole new realm where even the sinner can take, can rectify the sin. But who knows which other sinners can go there? God he forbid. He opened up. Peeled, peeled up that layer. He opened up that place, which is totally beyond. And that Moshe Rabbeinu knew the danger of opening that place. As long as God has this decided a system of virtue and punishment and his ashpah goes to here. So there's a danger to Klippa to get from the bottom, fine. But at least, you know, our God is only giving to its holiness. But when you open up this place where like light like darkness, that's a danger. That's why Moshe says right over there, I and me and your nation should be unique. We should be wondrous associated to that place. Tishchina should not dwell on the on the on the words God says. Even this I will do for you. What's the even this? Because this really doesn't make any sense. If it's a place where everything is equal, so why only to you? So God says, even from the place where there is no virtue of a goodness, I choose to send it only to the good, not to the bad. Not because the virtue, not because the good has any value over here in this place. Just because this is my decision. It's because it's what I want. And I don't want it in any way. And I'm not, I'm not being influenced by, by it, by the virtue of the goodness. This is pure because, because it's what I decide. So Moshe um, Rabbeinu is truly a partner creation with Hashem. In this, that's right. But if God would have not promised him, he was able to dwell. Like Bilam, he was, a, he was one exception. Even though he was really filthy, 
like the Gemara says about him, he's a really despicable person. But God dwelled in him too. Because God, how can it be in something so, someone so lowly, a depraved human being like him, that God would dwell? The answer is God is, has no limitations whatsoever. And if he wants, he can dwell there too. And like darkness, like light. And that is why that's also the same place where Pare was taken from. Because this place is called is called the skull. The skull is called the Yud Gimel Galgalta. The Oref, Paro, took from the Oref. The Oref is the back, the neck, and the back of the skull. So there is the front of the skull and the back of the skull, which is the neck. Paro is the same letter as Oref. Paro was Egypt. We're talking about Egypt. Egypt was such an incredible superpower. They had such in, that such incredible um, um, energy. The, the ancient Egyptians. It was a, I don't know if there ever was a country afterwards that had such power like the Egyptians and all and all levels where they had this power from. Their unique. It was, it was almost like beyond human the power that they had. Where were they taken from? Because they were taken from this Oris. This was their, their place. And there, why were they... At that place, they were able to take, because over there, there is no... There is no... What's it called again? Um, um, no, there's no... There. And that's why we were servants to Paro. The Jews were enslaved to Paro. How does that make sense? In God's world, the Jews, the holy people, should be slaves to the tyrants, to the... To, to the, to the, to the, to the. It's because over there, everything can be. There's no ah, but what happened? Betzaysam in Mitzrayim when they went out of Egypt, Bavurzeh. So here's the thing. God says Bavurzeh because of this, because of the mat, because of the mat. So all this changes. What's because of the mat? Sheyesh matzam shochus moichin da'aba. Mat is the drawing down of moichin da'aba. Shalomata that is below, meaning through us eating matzah down here, Besarusa de Latata, the arousal of below, Shiyasiyas ha mitzvah, by us doing the mitzvah, Hoyaar Arba Nimshach Li Bipnimius, Davirza Osa Hashem Li to me. What is emphasizing Li? We say in the God, the Li to me, the low loy, and not to him. We say to the wicked son, to me and not to him. The wicked man representing the realm of Klippa. Bavurzeh, because of this. Meaning to say like this. By Yetzirah Mitzrayim, God did something that is, is combined these two levels. Combined the beyond with the Pneumius, with the in. And that is the difference really between Kesser and Chachma. Here is a very, very interesting thing. Kesser, crown, everybody can come take from. Because the crown has no limits. But when the or it's called the or makif, the encompassing light. But when that or makif touches the or pnimi, in order there shouldn't be a saklipa, it says you have to bridge the or makif with the or pnimi. These two have to touch together. Where does it take place that the makif undefined connects to the to the to the or pnimi to the defined place in chachma? Chachma is that place because I remember we said before chachma is the beginning already of definitions of virtue, of, 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 of godliness, lowering himself down into the arena of creation, but it's still connected to the ayin. So here's the thing. Before, in Chachma, there's no Oref, there's no back. 
Chachma is called, it's called it, it, in Chachma the channel, the channel of Chachma can only be into Kedusha, not into Kaliyah. From a place higher than Chachma, there it can go to Kaliyah. So Hashem says, Bavur Zeh. It's because of that matzah. Where in that matzah you draw the Ein Sof into the Chachma, and from there you draw it directly down. Asa Hashem, lead to me, the low, low, and not to him. Klippa Kenyem. That's the verse. Anihu, the low, Acher. And Acher also means otherness, refers to the back, which is called Acherayim, the hind side. There is the front and the hind side. Which means that even on that place, in the Makif itself, there is the Pneumius of the Makif. Even in that place where, where there is no virtue, God, nevertheless, there is virtue. Not because virtue really is virtuous, but because He chooses, out of His own volition, that this is what He wants. Not because it really matters. Not because of the virtue of it. But because this is of His choice. And that's the idea of Bavrzeh. Leave Eloi Eloi. So what happens over here? It's an amazing thing. You need, in order that there shouldn't be a yanika from the Arpanimi, from the in-light, the Arpanimi is dangerous. Why? Let's, let's get this again. The Arpanimi is dangerous because it fits within the Kali of the Makabal. If it sits within us, it can create yashas. If it can create yashas, Kalipa can steal from there. The way we avoid that is from the Ormakis. The Or Makif is what says that there shouldn't be a, is what protects, it protects the Chitzonim, the extraneous forces from getting to it. The Or Makif saves the Or Pnimi from it leaking from the Or Pnimi. What saves the Yanika from, what protects the Or Makif that the Yanika, that the, that the Klippa should not be able to take from the Or Makif? The fact that it comes into the Or Pnimi. So the the, the the Pnimi light saves the Makif. The Makif saves the Pnimi. You need them both together. There is a dual activity taking place. In order that you shouldn't be able to take from the recipient, the recipient has to be totally nullified. How is he nullified? Only when he experiences this light that's totally beyond him. From the Or Makif you save the Anika shouldn't be from... But the opposite. The Or Makif itself can give room for Klippa to come and take because over there it's light and darkness is the same. So in order that the Klippa should not be able to take from that exalted place, that can only be if God begins to already adapt himself to the, to the virtues of creation, to the virtues of goodness which he decides, which is he connects the Tafket to the Oyer Abba, Tafket to Chachma, and not leaving it just open for anybody to come and steal from it. So that's the Bavar Zeras Hashem, that's the double protection of Klippa. That's why the whole Pesach night it emphasizes Leil Shemurim, Matzah Shemura. There's a protection that needs to take place. Because this protects that the Hashpa, the flow, should only go to holiness, to the Jewish people, to where it needs to go, and it should not, God forbid, get squandered in the wrong places. The Zeo, and this is why we say, um, The Zeo, leave Eloi Eloi, to me and not to him. Ilu HaYesham Loi HaYeniga. If he would have been there, he would have not been redeemed. And that's why we also understand why this Pasuk we dafka say to the Rasha. We say to the Rasha, the answer to the Rasha. Because the Rasha represents that Klippa that says, hey, well, what, do you need to, what do you need to work? We can, take, we can get it for free. That's the point. Why do you have to work? There is this, there's this free handout. So you answer him, no, free handout is not here anymore. 
In Mitzrayim, it says they ate fish for free. Ashanoichov in Mitzrayim, chinam. You didn't have to do anything. There was a free hand because that was Oiref. That was Acharayim. That was Paro. Paro took from that place where you can get for free. But once God decided that he wants to give the Torah, what did he do? He connected that Makif to the Pnimi. Now it will only channel through the Ur Pnimi. So you tell him, leave Eloi Eloi. For me and not for you. Because if you would have been there, you would have... And that's also the idea, which it says, doesn't say it over here. I saw in the other minor. He says, Hakei Ashinov. Knock out his teeth. Afata Moroloi. Knock out the teeth of the Russia. What's the teeth of the Russia? Russia is Ra. Resh Ayin. He's got a shin in the middle. Hakei Ashinov means knock the shin out of it. Let it remain just Ra. Because the shin is that... Is that the shin is a holy letter. The, ra is the bad. The yanika that he gets is the shin. Shin says is a true letter. It says also sheker. No, reish shin ayin. So ra, that's the evil itself. So by, by, by telling him leave a loy loy, you're knocking out a shin and you're leaving evil just to crumble on itself. Because if it doesn't have, when it doesn't have any truth, that's why we know every lie needs a little bit of truth. When you take the truth out of it, then automatically it collapses and falls on its own. So how can Yashinov knock out that, that shin from him by, through this recognition that the Makif will only come in a Pnimi? So in the beginning it was a, you know, Vadim Lepara. Yeah, Shinov can also mean, knock out, Shinov can also mean knock the shin. From, knock the shin. No. It's playing on the word. It has, he explains it also over there having to do with teeth, but I didn't... Uh, That's the point. You can't, the Yanika can't come anymore from Acharayim, from the back. It's only from the Pnim. Through the Mitzvah, it's to us. The Matzah is what caused them to go out of Mitzrayim. The whole point. Because without the matzah, they can never go out. Because Paro was still there. They were slaves to the Oreth. But now, since they ate matzah, so they were able to draw the infinite into, into, the, into the Abba, into that place where it will only go to the... And that's why Ki Bechipazayin, in that rush. Hamshachas Oer Abba. Abba Kol, Zayin Ayamin. And that's the whole point. It's Chipazayin. It's quick. Because the light of Abba, the light of Chachma, doesn't come slow. Bina is a slow process. Because it's Ishtalshavus. Step by step. The swiftness of it is from, is from, is from the infinite. No one is a keli. If no one is a keli, it, it, it's DSL. It's instant transmission. It doesn't have any, any slow progress. The seven days you have to give to eat. Yeah. By them it didn't happen. They become chumas. I'm learning the parentheses for everyone. I'm learning it very quickly. Then. Okay, this is the idea of Abba. This is the idea I explained before the difference between Kesser and Father. What we explained earlier, what is Moichan the Abba? means you're drawing from beyond the whole progression of, of world. Over there, light and darkness is the same. Even Kesser is called dark. The Imeyos. So over there we say, There's a verse that says, If you will do righteous, what are you giving to him? And if you sin, what are you, what are you hurting him? This is that level. Where all virtue is, it means the significant. And it's true. That place 
and therefore everybody can get. However, when from that place it shines into Chachma, Hanikra Abba, that's called Father, then it will only go to the Jewish people. Why? When you say Father, if you're saying, if you're calling God Father, what does that mean? That He has children. You can't be a father unless you have children. Who is the children? The Jewish people are called the children. As long as it's in a level beyond Father level. So there's, there's no that everybody's equal. But that once he's a father already, then I'm giving to my child, no one else. So when you draw it down into that, that, that point, meaning it's the or market touching the or panimi. That's when it's called Before that, it's not even called Abba. It will only be drawn a Kedusha. This is also we say to God, look down from your heavenly place, Mina Shamayim. Shamayim refers to Eshumayim, refers to the level of Chachma, Chachmem Bina. When God looks from Chachmem Bina, then it's Uvarechas Amcha Yisrael, then it's only to the Jewish people. But if the, if, if the Ashkafa is from a higher place, then it can go somewhere, it can go to the wrong place. There's also the idea of Azi Vizimras Ka. Vayihili li Yeshua. Azim, the strength. Vizimras, we say ka, ka is yutke. Yutke is chachma bina. When it comes into chachma bina, vayihili li Yeshua. That was only to me as a salvation. It can't go to the wrong place. Shahu ava, which is ava, father and mother. Ava is ava and ima. Vayidei This is my God. Vanveyu. It's, it's only available. Inam shachma chachma. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means. very interesting. The 13 attributes of mercy, they're called the Midais Harachem. Now, if they're infinite, if they're ain't so, why are they called Midais? Midais means a measure. It's a contradiction. If they're infinite, it's why they're called measure. Because that's the point. We're drawing them down in a state that should be, even even something that is inherently limitless should nevertheless have a limit, meaning in where it goes and where it doesn't go. You know, this is really something that makes no sense because you're dealing with <laughs> once we're really dealing with limitations, then it's not Yudgimomid Sarachan. If you know to be Yudim Sarach to be truly infinite, so it can't have a limit. Th- that, that's the miracle. Despite the fact that it's limitless. Midos, it still, it, still, it still has a measure. Even Midos, even good Midos, can there be too much of a good thing? It, it, it could be. And we said before, it can be too much of a good thing and therefore it goes everywhere. So there has to be a Midos. There has to be a measure for it. They're infinite compassion. Then God can have infinite compassion on the greatest sinner. And the greatest wicked person, he can have compassion on him too. There is something that limits it. Should only be, in other words, in the place where it deserves it or where it's appropriate, it will. It, 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 it is infinite compassion. But where it doesn't deserve, it won't go. As it says, whoever doesn't have a Molek doesn't have das. So whoever doesn't have daya, you now have compassion. Shouldn't go through Esau. It shouldn't go on Malik. 
Also, Zez, the twelve, Zez, Zion, Hay is twelve, the twelve Shvatim, with Shevet Levi, they're thirteen, so they're the thirteen attributes, right? Yeah, this is also interesting interpretation of a verse. The verse says like this, Rabbis Asisa, Atta Hashem Elikai, Nifloisacho Machshavesecha Eilenu. Great things you've done, you, my God, your wonders and your thoughts are to us. What does this mean? Rabos Asisa. So here's the thing. Pidish Rabos. What does the word Rabos mean? Kol davashu rav atzum. Everything that is a lot, atzum and intense, meaning everything that's really infinite, it's called Rabos. As it says in Zohar, Soif Megillah Esther, it refers to the word Rabos means Shemidos Tovishalach Kadosh Baruch Hu b'Hashefa b'Priyuravu Hatoiv b'Ribo Yachesed. When Hashem is giving limitlessness in a limitless way, that's called rabbis. Beribi without an end. Vezer rabbis, and 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 when it comes from that, basically it means from a level that's beyond the shtalshulis, way up there. And therefore, it can be rabbis asisa, because we said earlier, for something to come down in the world of asia down here below without getting diminished to remain, it has to stem from that place which is totally beyond. Because as we said before, from Bina, it will progress, it will diminish. So, Rabbois Asisa, to come down over here. There's a level called Chesed, and in the Yud Gimel Midas we say Rav Chesed. Rav Chesed means it's Chesed, but it's Rav, it's endless. So, Asisa, and that comes down. That comes down in our world. So now it's dangerous because that thing can be siphoned and klipa because over there it's Swamam Shachamunga. So therefore we say Nifloi Secho Machshave Secho Elenu to us. Your wonders, because this is a wondrous place. There's a verse that says, Rav Tuv Lebeis Yisrael. How great is your goodness that you set aside or you hid it to those who fear you. It's the, it's the, two, it's the two extremes. It's Rav, Tufcha, but only to those who fear you. I am Barabbas, yeah. whatever. Now he goes on to explain the idea of what it has to do with Marah, but I think we're going to no, I can go further if anybody wants to see. Rabbitson. Poor one. Fifteen, twenty minutes. Okay, we're done. Zell, what is the meaning? This I didn't say only for the sake when you have matzo murder in front of you. Because here's the thing. Matzah is drawing it down into Abba into father. Question is, however, what stimulates the Yud Gimel Mitzrachim in the first place? And we're dealing with that. We're dealing with the Yud Gimel Mitzrachim, the Kesser, that infinite place. And Bavuz that means in the sake of Matzah. That Matzah is what Oyer Abba, and it should be Asa Hashem Li. It should be to me and not to someone else. 
is only because that infinite place gets drawn into that, into the place of Chachma where it's already being, beginning to, to come into the realm of channels. Right? So it can be channeled in the right place and not in the wrong place. But how do we stimulate that? How do we, from within the creation, stimulate that place that's totally beyond in the first place, that's Kes? So for that we need to have moral, we need the bitterness. Because bitterness and the pain and the bitterness, the intense bitterness of, of feeling compassion for how lowly we are and how separated we are, compassion evokes the highest place. Because here's the thing. No, put it this way. How do you evoke someone's compassion? What evokes compassion? What evokes compassion is a pitiful person, a person who's in a p- suffering Someone who's suffering, someone who's in pain, that evokes compassion. So when a person, when a God sees that a person is in pain from being distant from him, someone feels bitter from being stuck in this little crack, in that rat crack, in that little place, and you feel the pain of being in Gashmias and this and that, it's that very painful, pain and bitterness that, that, that stimulates the Yud Gimel Sarach. And then you have the Matzah, to draw it in, into the right place. Mm-hmm. So we say, mm-hmm. to create this unique connection of drawing the Ur-Makif, drawing it into an Ur-Panimi. Both it should be the infinite light, at the same time it should go into the Ur-Panimi and not leak. So you need these two things. The Marer is the bitterness. To go out of Mitzrayim, what fuels the Jew to break free of Mitzrayim? It's, it's the bitterness in being in Mitzrayim. What caused God to bring the universe? It says, their cry. God heard their cry. This is the, this is the pre-Pesach cry. Pesach is the liberation. But what, 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 what brings that, that revelation? The more one is in pain of feeling the constraints, feeling the limitations, feeling the boundaries, feeling the being stuck, the hurtfulness. That's what he's saying. So let's read it inside. Through the bitterness, from being distant from God, and this is what arouses that place. Oh yeah, yeah look, this is amazing. In the Maimah, that we should learn this before Pesach. It's an awesome Maimah, Shir Shir, directly on Matzah and But anyways, over there on that on that on that Maimah, he asks a question. Oh, yeah, 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 you're gonna like this. In 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 over there, he's busy writing. Um, <laughs> The, 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 on, the, on the Ka'ara, we have the, the various different things. So we have the Zeroya, the, the, the Moro is put in the center column. And we know the, 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 the way we set up the Ka'ara is in the order of the spheres. Chesed, Gevura, Teferes, Netzachod, Yisod. Right? And the Ka'ara itself is Malchus, the recipient of it all. The Ka'ara is Malchus. And then you have Chesed is the Zeroya, the arm, the right arm. The Zeroya means an arm. And then the Beits are the... Question is maror, bitterness. It should so bitterness should be belonging to gavura. It, 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 bitterness the cloud comes from gavura. The Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya that sometimes we need to be bitter on our sins because ainat dinim talkin Bitterness associated with, 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 with the gavura experience. So why is maror in the center column? How is maror teferes? Maror belongs in the in the gavura. The explanation given is how do you evoke teferes? Teferes will only be evoked. He says over there in the Torah only from bitterness. Because when someone is in a pitiful, painful state, that's when you're full with compassion. 
since in order to be devoking Tferes, Tferes is the compassion which reaches all the way into the infinite, you need the Mara, you need that bitterness. So that's why Tferes. So it's not because of what Mara is by itself, but because of what Mara reaches out to as a result of being in that pitiful, bitter state. That's the idea of the Mara. That's why we're saying you need the Matzah and the Mara together. And the, you got... Um, so the 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 um yeah, what does it say over there? It says in the Pasik, the Omar Bayoimahu, So it says in in, in Medrash Rab it says like this. When Jews went out of Mitzrayim, they only said one time Zeh. Zekeli Vianveu. No, the medrash, the beautiful medrash. The medrash says like this: that when, 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 um, medrash says, take a look how great the people who crossed the Yamsuf were. How amazing it is! All the dignity, and no one can see God. No one was able to say that this is Him. To see God, no one. Even Moshe Rabbeinu asked God, "Please show me Your honor." And again, he couldn't. And a little, whatever, he was able to see the back. The Jews, when they went through the Yamsuf, there was a revelation where they can point with their finger and say, Zeh Kehilu Zeh is that revelation. It's also connected. Zeh, you said, is because of the Matzah. But that also has to do with the revelation. Because Bina is not Zeh, it's not God. It's, it's some... Your understanding of God. Zeh means the thing, the real, the real McCoy. The real thing. What God really is. You can say, this is it. That's only Chachma. Because in Chachma is the Orient Sife. So that's Zeh. But Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, there was a revelation of Zeh, of Oira Chachma came in New Zealand. However, it says in the Medrash, after all that, it says, however, Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, they only said one time Zeh. And when Mashiach is going to come, it says, Va'omar Mahu. on that day they're going to say, Hine Eloikeinu Zeh, this is our God, Zeh Hashem Kivinu Loi, they're going to say two times Zeh. So what is the double Zeh? The double Zeh, he says, what's the point? He says it like this, in Yikamayshah Kasev in Menachas Daf Nun Gimel in Masechtes Menachas in Tractate Menachas it says in Daf Nun Gimel it says like this Yavai Zeh Moshe Rabbeinu is called Zeh Moshe is called Zeh why is Moshe called Zeh? because Moshe is Chachman he's also called Zeh because Moshe brought us the Torah and the Torah is called Zeh Moshe's prophecy was was Zeh clear Yavai Zeh V'yakabal Zois Mi Zeh Moshe who Zeh should receive Zos. Torah is called Zos HaTorah. Zos. Mizeh from Hashem who is called Zeh. So we have the three Zehs of it. Zeh, Zoi, Zeh. Behind Moshe, Moshe who was able to say Zeh. Meaning by him, it says every, all the prophets were able to see some, un, it wasn't clear for them. Moshe was able to see Zeh. This is it. Torah is also the essence of Torah. Torah, we said before, comes from Chachma, but it only comes from the external element of Chachma. That's why we said before that on Shabbos, it was with great difficulty that they told us that we can speak Torah on Shabbos, because Shabbos is Chachma itself, and it is only Noivlois of Chachma. This is what falls from Chachma. So what, 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 the Noivlois means what the fruits that fall down, that are, that are like dropping of Chachma. But that, achen, so, so now we have only Achen Asid, it says when Mashiach comes, is going to be a revelation of Pneumius Atayah. Yegilit Pneumius Atayah. What's Pneumius Atayah? God is going to be the inner dimension. The soul of Torah is going to be revealed. 
and which, which comes from the Pnimius of Chachm, Shepnimius Chachm, Shalomai. Valzek Kivnu Beraboy, so this is what it meant, Shala Asid Yoim Rubez Pa'amim Zeh. I'm going to say two times there. One is the regular Zeh of Torah, and a deeper Zeh coming from the very essence of Chachm. A higher level of Ab. However, even though this revelation is only going to be when Mashiach comes, however, when are we drawing it down? Then it's going to be revealed. But when is it happening? Who's causing it? It's us today's days, through our Avodah of Torah and Mitzvahs, is when we're drawing it down, it's going to happen then. This great revelation is coming through our work today. In order for you to get Zeh, this revelation of Chachma Zeh, Loyamarti, I did not say, meaning I didn't make it accessible, only in a time when you have Matzim Marah in front of you. What does it mean, only in the time that I have Matzim Marah? It refers to a whole different thing that ever says. It refers to our present time, when our lives are challenged with matzah and mar. What does it mean that our lives have matzah and mar? It says in the Medrash, it says in the Gemara, that today you do them, tomorrow you receive your reward. What is so special about today's day? In other words, when Mashiach comes, we can't accomplish anything. We can only enjoy what we accomplish now. Then it's going to reveal what we did. But now is the time we draw it down. Why? Why? Because now there is free choice. Because then there won't be any free choice. And now the shaykh to trust. God says, I place before you evil and good. Eh? You choose life. So what does that have to do with Marah? It says in Priyayat Chaim that Marah gematria Mavis. Marah is the gematria of death. Now why are we eating death? Why would we, God forbid, eat death? If mother is death, the Gematria of mothers. The Rebbe says, when you learn Priyayitzchayim, you learn Kabbalah with Alchazidis, someone can walk away and say, all right, mother is death, we have to eat matzah, which is life, and then we have to eat death. Mother is death, and then, I don't know, we eat combined together, and make a sandwich of death and life. But take a look. Mother is not, the mother is not death. Mother is Gematria of mothers, because mother is the bitterness that we have that we're so dead. It's the bitterness that we had that we're so consumed with Gashmias. Gashmias, the physical, material, the ma- matter without spirit is death. Because when the Baal Shem Tov says, when Hashem says, I place before you life and death, two paths, it means every single thing you pick up. You pick up a grape, there is life and death in it. The divine energy that's in here is the life of it. The, the matter of it without the spirit is death, because it has no existence really its own. If you eat it, then you're taking the divine spark that's in it, meaning you're eating it to serve God. So you're encompassing the, the spirituality in it, then you're taking the life of it. If you're eating it like just, just to serve your own physical taste buds, to, 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 to satiate them, then you're taking only the death of it. So that's what's called Chayim. So if that's the case, Gashmi is called death. Because it it doesn't have any, 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 any lasting truth to it. Varuchnius, spirituality, nikrachayim, the type is called life. That's why there needs to be murder. Our life, here's the thing. Whether, whether this is just the 
the, what we call the destiny of a human, of a soul coming down in this world is that it must have murder. God forbid, doesn't mean bitterness in your life from any troubles. It means that in order for one to, to, to serve God appropriately, one has to have a certain bitterness of why am I so caught up with death? Because so much of our life where we get so entangled in Gashmias. That's Mitzrayim. You get caught up in God. So the murder is the bitterness of being stuck, of being in Mitzrayim. It's the bitterness from being stuck, from being drawn after Gashmias. And as a result of that, you choose life. You choose life. Now, it's possible to have this bitterness. When Mashiach comes, you can't have, there won't be any, you can't have that bitterness. That whole, you're saying like this, it's only in our present day time you have murder in your life. I mean, bitterness of being stuck up in Gashmias. Why? Because in our days, you're stuck up in Gashmias. When Mashiach comes, it won't be possible to be lost in the death of things. Because there won't be any more death. Why won't there be death? Because the physical will reflect the spiritual. Because every physical thing will automatically scream, will automatically bespeak the spiritual energy that's in it. This will be openly conspicuous everywhere, so there won't be any death to something. There will only be life. The physical will really be alive. Today, the physical is really in a state of decaying. The, the light, there's two separate things. There is the energy and there's the thing, because the thing denies, we don't see them. But when Mashiach comes, everything, the whole world will suddenly come alive because the godly energy in it will be reflected and the physical will be a conduit to the spiritual so then everything will be alive. So there won't be, there won't be murder anymore to be bitter from death because there is no death. And that's what we're saying, The mothers will be wiped away forever. And what does that mean? It means, the physical won't anymore conceal and spill. And that's, and that's why there won't be any physical death anymore. Because physical death means, why, does, why is there death? The soul departs from the body. Why does the soul depart from the body? Because the soul never became one with the body. Because the body sees itself as a separate entity, that's why they can separate. When spirituality will suddenly permeate into the physical, when the physical would see itself only as an expression of the, of the spiritual, they'll be eternally united. So there won't, be, there won't be possible a separation because they're not two separate things. So automatically, life will go on forever. So the Zahu also will macha Hashem dima. God will wipe away the tear. We say it by macha Hashem dima me'al kapan. What's the tear? Asher dima begematria 119. The word dima is 119 with adding one more because we know in gematria you can always add one more. You have 120. All concealment comes from the name of Elohim. What's 119? Not 119, it's 120, because you have Dima as 119. The word Dima, Dalid, Mem, Ayin, Hey, is Gematria Dima, is Gematria what? Um, 119, 1 plus 1 is 20, 120. The name Elohim, Dima means tear. God will wipe away the tears. So um, there's, there is the name Elohim, is um, is Elohim Gematria? Wait, it might even be Gematria. I'm not sure. No, it's not Gematria, but there is. It says there is 120. The word Elohim can be combined in 120 forms. You rearrange the letters in 120 ways, and that gives that serves for all the concealments. Elohim means concealment, nature, and so forth. So then Hashem will wipe away Dima, 
He will wipe away all tears that are a result of the concealment. Because, the, because, because there won't be any more concealment. Because Elohim won't block on the name of Avaya. The physical, the, 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 the body of creation won't block the soul of creation. Both on a cosmic scale and on a personal scale. Body and soul will be revealed. God will be totally manifest in the world. Shem Elohim will be, God will remove the sheath of the sun. The sun will come out and radiate in its full, full things. Shemahemdim shachahelam vahest. Havai is going to be my God. God takes out. and if then, there is no bitterness anymore. Hester. Morer is on that, on that, on the concealment. That's called concealed, and, and, and it's that. But here's the thing. Because then there's no more death. Beruchni is spiritual. So there can't be. V'chein, v'chinas matzah. Matzah won't, you can't have, you can't have matzah when Mashiach comes. We can't have matzah either when Mashiach comes. Because matzah means, what? The, the bittle, the fighting the ego, the crushing the ego. That's the matzah. Deflating it, crushing it down. There, there is no problem with ego when Mashiach comes. Because there, first of all, there'll be such revelation, there can't be ego. Similar to when they, more than that, if there will be ego, it will only be holy ego. It, can, it won't be able to go in the wrong path. Now you have to be careful. It's going to be similar to the time when it wasn't able to become Chomet. It can't come to that state. Because of the ultimate bitl. Or either it can't become Chomets, or even if there will be Chomets, there's no problem with Chomets. Like on Shavuos, you can have Chomets. Shavuos, they brought the bread. The Chitzayim can't derive any energy. The Chomets won't be in a state of thickness. The Klippa of Klippa. It's a different kind. Sometimes ego is good. What kind of ego? A holy ego. A holy ego meaning to say a person goes strong. When you know something is right, you're not afraid of anybody. You're not, you don't, you know, you don't. First, Allah and Shulchan Aruch is don't be embarrassed of anybody, of those who make fun. Similar also to the Karban Toda, the sacrifice. In the Karban Toida, there were this week's Parsha, Parsha's Tav, there was 40 breads, 10 of them were Chametz. Because Chametz is a good. Parshat Tav, Barabbas Parshat Tav, Periktes. In this week's Medrash, it says, "La Asad La Vekala Karbanis Betelin." And La Ad Mashiach comes, there won't be any sacrifices. The carbon Taida ain't a bottle. The carbon Taida will remain, which means that the Chametz aspect will be a, a virtue. Then, not a, not a. There won't be any danger in that. Yes, but a Kala Karbanis Ba Matzachot. Shvucham Shabatayi Shtei Alecham Shabatzachot Im Kemi Zemuch. Shal La Asad La Vemachmas Oitzem Agilui, because it will be such a revelation. Even the chametz will be rectified. Therefore, listen to this. So we say, We want to draw down the Zeh. The Zeh is this incredible revelation from Chachma, from Keser, from beyond, Pneumius Abba, all these things. The thing is like this. Even though the revelation is going to be then, but we can only reveal it now. So Hashem says, the Magadah says, This revelation of Zeh of the innermost of, of a Lekuz, 
can only be drawn down at the time, in the time span, yes, I see people sitting over here, and when we speak about the world to come, and there is no tears. When we speak about there is no bitterness, and we look and we wish for those days when there is no tears, no bitterness. So that he says, yes, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to have that time. But you should know that in God's eyes, the time that's special, the time that, he, that interests him, is the time when there is when you have matzah and you have to struggle with that ego. When you have murder, when you have a part of you that sinks in the physical and, and you got the bitterness of it. There is all this concealment. It's that very bitterness that stimulates God. If, the world would, if there wouldn't be any freedom of choice and there wouldn't be any challenges and there wouldn't be any concealment and there wouldn't be any bitterness and there wouldn't be any ego to be, so then the God, it could never stimulate Yud Gimel Midas because we said before, what evokes compassion when there is lowliness, when there is pain. So it's dafka b'shosha yesh matzu mar when you have the matzu at the time of the struggle and the time of the concealment. That's when you can bavur zeh. That's when you can draw down the zeh, the yud gimu midasarachamim, and the, the zeh which we learned a little earlier, connecting to moichin da'ava, and the zeh, and that's lead to me v'loy loy, and not to him, and that's the man. Uh, the, the the as you said as a um, and our days we can create it. that which is beyond the kamei in front of him, up and down are equal. It's another reason why it's called zeh is because it's everywhere. So zeh, you can look every. And that's basically the, the thing, the last piece I didn't, didn't understand exactly. He gives another explanation and something else, but uh, we'll leave it over here. Everyone should have a wonderful, wonderful Pesach.